are two brothers and gamers that have been playing games since the early 1980s. Combined, they have over 65 years' experience. Join them each week as they discuss and rant about gaming and entertainment news. This is Generation X Gaming. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another week, another episode of Generation X Gaming, the weekly podcast that goes over a few of the top stories in the past week, and we rant along the way. I'm your host, 30 and Still Gaming, and joining me each and every single week is Sarge McCluskey. What's going on, bro? Hi, guys. How's the sound coming in? Good? We're good, right? Yeah, sounds good. You, you look good, you look right? fantastic, Sarge, with your with your brand new computer, and doesn't look yeah. grady or like rubber banny and you're you're actually smooth yeah. it's amazing it's amazing uh, yeah 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 it's, it's actually kind of nice i i haven't even really broke it in yet like i haven't even played anything that's really like pushing the limits of it i just kind of mess it around uh those of you that don't know what generation x gaming is it's the weekly podcast it goes over a few of the top stories in the past week and we rant along the way uh we're here live thursday nights 8 p.m eastern uh on most weeks most weeks of the year, unless Sarge's computer breaks up or we have holidays that we go on. Uh, other than that, uh, you can catch us live right here, 30 NSG, 8 p.m. Eastern on Thursday nights. Uh, if you want to watch the past broadcast, there's 348 episodes that you can listen to or watch on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Anchor.fm. But Spotify is the big one where you can go watch season eight and nine uh, in video formats, I believe. Uh, at least season nine in video format. Everything else is on audio formats. If you'd like to support us while you're in your car or working on the treadmill or at work or whatever, you can listen to us with Spotify. Um, all right, Sarge, on today's show, we're going to be talking uh, a little bit about uh, Game Pass and uh, Hi-Fi Rush. Uh, Jeff Grubb said this, it was underperformed. We'll, we'll talk about that a little bit. We're going to talk about the the console game sales this, this last uh, month or so uh, between PlayStation uh, Switch and Xbox. Uh, we're going to talk about Lord of the Rings Gollum a little bit. We're going to talk about the uh, mod for Battlefront uh, Battlefront 2 on PC for the Bad Batch. We're going to talk about Battlefront and a, a little little theory I had from last week when I talked about that I still, I still think that Battlefront 3 is in development and there's a little bit more proof that I found. Even though it's older news, I found it and it's, it, is, it is pertinent to the story. Uh, we're going to talk about the court ruling in favor of Apple in Fortnite's lawsuit. We're going to talk about Dead Island 2. One, me playing it. And then two, uh, I'm going to add this this section uh, at the tail end of my, my talk about Dead Island 2. Uh, Call of Duty's got a board game. We'll talk about that a little bit. Grounded's got an update. We'll talk about that a little bit. Diablo 4 has done something, which I think is nice uh, for the campaign. So we'll talk about that. Uh, New World and Lost Ark players are not happy with Amazon because they're moving the forms or shutting down the forms. So we'll talk about that a little bit. Uh, Xbox itself. Rumored. Microsoft is reportedly not pleased with the current state of Xbox, but this just in. Uh, they just submitted a story in our in our Discord, and Phil Spencer comes out to assure people that they're okay. Right, so we'll we'll talk about that. Uh, we're going to talk about the quarterly uh, earnings for Microsoft quarter three of 2023. Uh, we're going to talk about um, Microsoft uh, 
you know, just the PC market is still struggling after the pandemic boom, but Microsoft's cloud earnings make up for the PC and Xbox revenue woes. We're going to talk about Cyberpunk a little bit. Uh, Cyberpunk, not really Cyberpunk itself, but one of the developers of Cyberpunk has a grim outlook on what AAA games could be in the future. So we're going to talk about that uh, a little bit. Uh, we're also going to talk about uh, the Pinkertons. Uh, those of you that don't know what Pinkertons are, they're back from the old old West, basically. Uh, they're agents that used to, you know, uh, federal agents, basically. But now they're a private agency, and they're also called the Pinkertons. Uh, but it's based off of that. They did something to a, a, a poor guy that just wanted to to get his cards of magic and uh, make some videos of it, and then he got visited by the Pinkertons. Uh, we're going to take a look at Armor Core 6 trailer uh, that showed earlier today, uh, get you guys' opinion on it and, and whatnot. Uh, we're going to talk about Forza Motorsports, but not in any other way except for the technology they're doing with this, Sarge. I thought this was pretty interesting. They have blind driving assists. Now, I know that might give you a chuckle in your head. You're like, like, like for... Like for, right, like for real life like car life what no no for the for the video game for gaming yeah for, oh, gaming. for gaming yeah okay. so blind people can play racing games and i thought it was actually pretty interesting so we're gonna do that and then the big story we're gonna talk about is microsoft activision got blocked by the cma and we're gonna kind of because yesterday when i talked about it on my stream and to now lots of has come out and uh, what's happened and people's predictions and allegations and uh, you know, analysts uh, and stuff have talked about stuff. So we're going to go over that a little bit. And then uh, Bungie uh, also has uh, a lawsuit that they won. Uh, Phil Spencer's come out and said, uh, Microsoft Gaming lead uh, comments on future of Xbox should the Activision deal fail. And then uh, if we have time, we'll talk about Bungie and we'll talk about the Inspector Gadget game that's coming out. Now, we might not get to all these stories. If we don't get to all these stories, you can read these stories yourself in our Discord server, be a part of our Discord server, uh, to become a part of a member of a Discord server. It's free for general chat and submit submit stories, so you can become there. But if you like the community, you can become a member as little as $5 a month for right here on 30NSG. Uh, we do appreciate you if you're here. If you're here for one second, one minute, one hour, and you enjoy the content, make sure you hit that like button down below. It helps us out, uh, this small channel out, and for the podcast. So we know that you, you like it, and we can continue doing what you uh what you want to see all right sarge it's time for what we've been playing all right sarge it's been another week what have you been playing I gotta be honest, <clears throat> not a whole lot. Come on, I mean, you gotta be playing no, no, something honestly, on your PC honestly, I, I, or something. Test I it was, out, beta, I, demo. I, I the only thing I tested out on my computer was Company Heroes Two. I didn't get the third one yet. I'm still waiting for a few more things to happen before I commit myself to that game. To which but, game? To which game? Company Heroes Two. Oh, it's Company. an RTS. World. It's a World War Two. Oh, and I, you're, and you're I, talking and about I, Company Heroes Three that's about to come out. Yeah, it is. It is yeah. coming out, but I didn't yeah. get it yet. I didn't get the pre-order. The so I will say this: it's night and day. Like the the game's completely different. The way it runs now is, I think, the way it's meant to be played. It's fantastic, absolutely fantastic. It's buttery smooth, like Keith Stone. Keith Stone, so smooth, yeah, so so smooth. Yeah, uh, I I I played Division, and I have to because I don't want somebody else stealing the leadership role if I don't play. So I, I play that a couple times a week just to level up. 
uh, I do the uh, supply routes to make sure I, I get enough XP. I level up about maybe 20 or so, and then I stop. Um, we played Battlefront 2. Battle uh, we did play I, Battlefront 2. I, I, don't, I don't remember it being that hard, but my God, the AI is brutal. I actually had a lot of fun. I had more fun playing against the NPCs than we did against actual people. I mean, a couple things. I'm definitely rusty. Right? Oh, for that sure. Games, that game's ADS is not the same as other games' ADS. It's a little bit more tricky. It's more of a jukey back and forth without doing ADS. You know, you have to just figure out where the head the headshots are going to be. Uh, so the part that bothered me, though, is like eight games in, you're on a trash team, like constantly. Like yeah, it's yeah. A, it was a trash team, trash, like trash. such, but we such were... trash. Like they, we couldn't even get a hero out. Yeah, but we we weren't adding anything to it as well, right? So like we were part of that no, trash. No, we're horrible. Yeah, yeah, we yeah were, we're part yeah, of the we're, trash. We're yes, trash. yes, yes. I was the straw in the turtle's <laughs> nose. Yes, I was trash. Yes, Sar Sarge thought it, I, I was so bad when we went to co-op mode. He thought I lost to an NPC. That's how bad we were. Right? He yeah, thought it he, did. The, the, no, the, the thing's was, name was ahead of yours. No, that's that was an actual guy, Sarge. It, it was. Yes, they don't have it. It, it, yeah. it looked like the same format as the NPC names. No, it, it was. Right. Yeah. Um, I miss I miss that game. I miss playing games like that. It's a fun like, game. I still I still want a a Star Wars Battlefront game, but with destructible environment. I don't know if we'll ever get the destructible environment. You're, you're never, you're, you're never, you're never gonna get, you're never gonna get the destructible environment for Star Wars yeah, because th that's just not its mo, right? It's all about the the clean, glossy, cool yeah, factor. Yeah, people it's are not, not playing about... Star Wars for the destructible environment. They're playing to play the the battles of the, of the game and and to be in that world of Star Wars. It, true, but the game is fast and furious. It's it's it, you. There's no there's no running towards an objective. It's your Three seconds in, you could be killed. Like everything's on top of you all the time. Right. It's a different. It's a different play style than than the Battlefield series for sure. It's even faster than COD. I will say that it's even faster well, than what, COD. Because what, what's funny though, because you were like, "This game is so slow. I'd rather play Hell Let Loose." When we first got in it, you were like, "I'm moving so slow." <laughs> it, it's you know, I, I I it changed after I did the reinstall. I think my my uh, my external hard drive. Uh, is not an SSD. It's a normal external hard drive. I think it's corrupted, or it's getting corrupted, and it was reading it from there. I didn't realize that the the game was reading off that, not off the Xbox drive. So once I put it on there, the game handled completely different. Like my guy actually responded to the motions in the controller. It was a completely different game. Hmm. Um. Yeah. That's that's pretty much it, though. I I. Like, uh, I've been playing Civ Six quite a bit. How is that on Xbox? Because it's on games. Because it's on Game Pass. Well, I I, I like the Civilization games. Uh, this one's just a little bit more complicated. Are you playing uh, it on console? Or you're playing on your PC. No, no, on console. I thought I thought Civ Six was only on the PC no. version. Oh, I didn't know. No, that. I told you go to Game Pass. Civ Six on Game Pass. Absolutely. Uh, it looks really good too, considering. Um, it's it's. I will say this: Sim Six, Civ Six. Uh. It's a little bit the 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 difficulty levels are a little bit more juiced if you don't know how to play the game. Mm. Like your whatever the normal setting would be is still harder than what most people think normal the normal setting would be because the computer does not give you any 
leeway. You have to make every turn count because about about 50 turns in, if you're not set to what you want to do, you're already behind. Okay. Like you're, I haven't played computer, that game in the, years. The computer's going to eat you up. I played the crap out of Civ 3 on the, what was it, the three, 360 days? I played the crap out of that game. I thought, I thought it was fantastic. I, lo- I love games. Civ, like- I'm not a shill, Travis. Civ 6 is a good game on Game Pass. That's a real game. That's, that's, a, sta- that's a stable of PCs everywhere. Civilization games, that, that, the fact that that game runs on an Xbox Series X, I actually laughed. I'm like, wow, they do have a next-gen game. Is, is the control, does it's, it's, it's just a turn-based game. Does the controls feel good on that? On, on what? Like the controller feel good on on because it's not really a, a controller game. You know what I mean? Oh, the uh, it's a little yeah, it's a little wonky at first to figure out what buttons do what, like to figure out what you have to do all the all the all the charts you have to look at. Mm-hmm. But after you play it for about maybe like an hour or so, you remember the button. It's it's all muscle memory again. You got to remember what buttons go where. But it's 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 done really well for console. That's all I'm gonna say. I mean, I I played the crap out of the civilization games. Mm-hmm. From back in the day, uh, I'm looking forward to playing uh, Total War, uh, Warhammer, Total War Three. Uh, that's my next game on the list, and then I want to get the Dune uh, Spice Wars. Spice Wars. That's in. That's still yeah. in the early access, isn't it? Yeah, but it's early access, thirty bucks. Yeah, you're right. I mean, that's, hop in that's early, a game but it's it's yeah. gonna have it's gonna have problems or whatnot. I, oh, it's gonna have problems. Uh, see, I'm okay though. Let me make this clear. I'm okay getting in a game early, paying less, knowing it's going to have problems. I paid less. I didn't pay $60 or $70 and still be a broken buggy mess. I know it's an early access, and if I pay $20, $30 less than the full price thing, like I've done that with Minecraft. I've done that with uh, uh, Albion Online. I've done that with lots of games that were smaller developers that tried. Now, obviously, I understand that Spice Wars... Well, it is a new studio, isn't it, that made uh, Dune Spice Wars? It's not the original company that, that created no. it. No, Westwood, Westwood Studios, and uh, something else who made the original. Like you have to understand, like that was like the grandfather of RTS. Like oh, the yeah. original Dune oh, I loved RTS it. was yeah. like was like the beginning of RTS. Yeah, because... Not soon, not soon after that was the uh, Command and Conquer series. Yeah, Command and Conquer, then Star Starcraft, and all you know, Warcraft, Total Actually, Annihilation, Warcraft, and then Warcraft, they, they all yeah. just started coming out. Yeah. yeah, I remember Warcraft back in the late '90s playing that. That that was that was always a fun game. Um, anything else you've been playing? The the birth of RTS was always a good decade. Like that whole decade of all the stuff they were trying out. Age of Empires, uh, even the Star Wars had its own, but Star Wars Battlegrounds had one. There were all all kinds of stuff. I like the Star Wars one as well. I wouldn't mind if they did another one of those. I don't want a remake of it. I want a new one. No, I agree, Tiny. The the original oh, the Lord of the Rings one was good too. I, I like I like Dawn of War too. I like to watch the competitive when the teams play each other because it's a really uh, it's 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 a really intense type of uh, watch to watch those two guys play. I think I like it better than StarCraft actually. But Dawn of War one to me with all the mods that you can have on PC, that game is just phenomenal, what that game can do with all the mods. The guys who've done everything with it, they could they put in the, the, the Titans and these huge tanks and all these kinds of stuff, and just the sheer number of, of units on the screen is just incredible. Yeah, yeah, Travis, the, the Star Wars one and, and Lord of the Rings, they were both good. I, I, I used to love, I wanted to recreate the, the Helm's Deep thing, and I would just... <laughs> I would just send infantry after infantry after infantry and just watch them all I would get like, slaughtered. I would play that again. I think I would play Lord of the Rings again. I really missed that game. Yeah, it was great. 
that was a really really good game when that game came out yeah right the and I, I always got them confused between the, the, the Lich King and the Witch King. Wouldn't you? Because, uh, oh, because of WoW. Because yeah, WoW, yeah, WoW had yeah. the Lich King came out around the same time when the DC, when the DLC came out. Yeah, I, I have the discs, but I, 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 don't, I don't have a disc drive in my computer. So I, I, I actually think I might rebuy that and see if it's, on, if it's on Steam at all anymore. I'm not sure if it's still there. I'll have yeah. to look. Yeah, I, I, I loved all, that, all those things. Um, Starcraft. You know what was not too bad? It wasn't too bad, but they, they should have they should have did a better job with it. Do you remember the Lord of the Rings like Battlefront game? It was like Star Wars Battlefront, yeah. but it was Lord of the Rings characters. Yeah. Like it was a hack it was slash. Done, it, it, it was done decent, but they they could have did so much better. Can you imagine like today's graphics redoing that game? That would be fun as hell. Yeah, the, the, those type of games are always fun. Just just those were brainless. Just. Like go out and just have fun slicing and dicing people. Yeah, it was great. Is that what it was called, Travis? Was it called Conquest? I don't remember the name of the title. I just don't remember what it was called. Yeah, we looked at it a couple. Uh, I guess about a month and a half ago. Now we brought it up on stream and started looking at the old old footage of it when you're on top of the wall and of Helm's Deep and they're running up the platform and busting through the wall and you got, you got to hold them back for a certain period of time. Yeah. I just I just like the fact of being some little scrody human when the giant troll comes in. The point of view was just insane. Like you're yeah. terrified. Like that was that was good stuff. Um, <clears throat> games that I played this past week. I mean, I played Battlefront Two with you. Um, I played a lot of Major League Baseball. The show I got done uh, with the complete season. I'm uploading those uh, every day. There's at least one upload on Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays. There's three uploads a day because we don't we don't do any shows on the weekends. Uh, but you you you'll watch. Uh, three episodes. We did the World Series. Got to the World Series, Sarge. It was the Mets versus the Yankees, a Subway Series. And let me tell you, it was pretty entertaining. We went seven games. Okay, we went seven games. I lost. I lost. But one of the games went 20 innings. 20 innings. And there was these moments that you play that they put up against you where you have the bases loaded, two outs, two on. You know, or, I'm sorry, bases loaded, two outs. Uh, you know, and it's up to you to try to drive them in. And then I and then I got out and whatnot. And I, I actually hit a walk off or a, a comeback home run to tie it up in the bottom of the ninth. And then it went on to the 11th and 12th and 18th. And we lost in the 20th inning. I choked. Uh, and then game seven, I literally struck out. We lost the game. That's how we lost the game. Man on first and second, two outs. And I struck out on a slider, which was like poetic because the slider all season long was destroying me. I couldn't hit the slider and they, they literally got me on the slider. You mean you haven't figured it out yet? I get saying. it out. I just, I'm a sucker for it. I'm a sucker for it. I know you just see it break and it goes to that corner. Right. And if I hit it, it's gone. But if I don't hit it, it's a strike. Right. So it's, so I had a, I'm having a blast with the, with MLB, the show, uh, played some battlefront 2042, more breakout breakthrough, uh, uh, mode that comes out. The game does feel a lot better. I know uh, for 18 months I was giving shit for it, but I actually really enjoy my time with Battlefront. Now, take that what you want because I didn't pay a goddamn cent for it. I waited 18 months and I, and I played it on Game Pass. If it wasn't for Game Pass, I probably still wouldn't give Battlefront the time of day, but because it's on Game Pass, I'm playing it and I'm having a blast with it. It's it's definitely worth. I think they're doing uh, double or triple XP uh, up until a certain a certain period of time. Um, and then I played the, the fact that they have to advertise it. Like, why doesn't it just? It's just the way it is now, right? It's triple XP all the time. Does it matter? 
Does it matter if some little up, kid wasn't playing Star Wars? Even if it wasn't triple XP, you go up pretty pretty fast in that game. Um I'm also I also played Dead Island 2. Now, I got a code last week on Friday. So after the show last week, I said I was gonna give it a shot. We played it on Friday night last week. I played about three hours on stream and I played about another three and a half hours off stream over the following uh, over the weekend. And I actually was enjoying Dead Island, but lots of little things that came off the off the right off the bat was that the gameplay is very clunky, like the the melee combat is very clunky. It doesn't feel good and it never feels good, right? Even with the better weapons and whatnot. Um it is cool the way you do the the damage to the guys. It's very it's not realistic, but it's it's like rag dolly and you like lots of gore, blood chopping off limbs and whatnot. It's it's interesting, right, with that part. The story itself, the graphics are phenomenal. The graphics are really good. The story is pretty good. The voice acting is pretty good. All that stuff is good. The problem with this game is that it, it sells it to you like it's... Uh, and again, they didn't say it's an open-world game in any way, shape, or form. It sells it to you like it's an open-world game, but it's, it's little compartmentalized stuff, and that's not a big deal. But the zombies that you're doing, right? So zombies are spread across the board in, in like peppering areas, right? And when you're when you're killing them, let's say there's three guys in front of me, Sarge, right? I kill the three guys in front of me. Nobody else is in front of me. I turn around. Two guys are behind me. I kill those two guys. And all of a sudden I get attacked again from behind. I turn around and there's like three more guys there. They just kind of spawn out of nowhere. Okay. And I know the this old, the old spawn when you're not looking trick, eh? right? Right, right. So I might be nitpicking here, but that to me I don't like. Right? It's almost like when you play a game, and this happened in uh, Ubisoft's game Wildlands, where I'm sneaking around. Okay, I'm in a bush, and I take out the guy next to me, but they spot me, and everybody knows where I'm at. So they all converge on my point. I'm like, well, how do they know? Right? It's like little, little, little things like that. So the zombies all of a sudden just appear and they all come after you or whatnot and you get overwhelmed, okay? And it's, it is pretty hard when you get overwhelmed until until you do an Obi-Wan Kenobi and you get the high ground, okay? You get on a box, you get on a crate, you get on a car, you get on a, a, a tin can, whatever you can get on, okay? And then you're invulnerable, basically. You get hit every once in a while, okay? But you just you just keep hitting people, okay? And wait, I, wait, so any height, any height difference? Just take any height. It could be two feet off the ground. It could be five feet off the ground. It doesn't matter. Just get up. Obviously, if it's two feet off the ground, they're going to hit you a little bit more. If you're the higher you are, where you're you're hitting down on them and they can't reach you, it's it's golden. Okay, so I got to the I got to the hotel, which is part of Beverly Hills Hotel, and there's this horde area part where you have to kill everybody that comes out at you. I died. I died. I died. So I'm like, I I, I was like, this is overwhelming. So I jump on top of a partition, like a wall, and they all come out the door, and I just start killing them. And I'm like, oh, well, that was easy. I killed, like, 17 guys. So then I go through the hotel, and I get to this pool part. And there's, like, these little crates around the area. And there's this part where you get a horde mode again. And I'm like, you know what? Let me see what happens. So I jump on the box. They all come around me, and they're like, uh, uh. They can't touch me. I'm like, okay. So I just start slicing them down. And I start going. And then I get to the boss fight, Sarge. I get to the boss fight. And I'm like, I'm prepping, right? I pick up the water container. I start pouring the water container all the way around because there's lights hanging on the ceiling. And if you knock the light down, it's going to hit the ground with the water. and It's going to electrocute everything, right? So I'm prepping everything. I'm like, okay, this is it. 
I call the boss. The boss comes down. It's the it's a it's a bride. It's like this like steroid looks like John Cena in a bride outfit. Okay, and starts attacking me. So I see a box. I see a crate in the corner. So I run over to the crate. I jump on the crate and I kill the boss. The the boss hit me three times, three times. Now I'm like, this has got to be broke, right? This has got to be broke. Okay. I hope they patch this because they they need to patch this. They need to fix this. Okay. So I watch other people play this game. I watch other content creators play this game. Not one person did the box method. Okay. They're all like, oh my God, this is, I keep dying. I can't, I can't do anything. I just wanted to type in chat and be like, just jump on a box. Just, just jump on a box. Right. They're struggling. They're, they're enjoying the game. They're enjoying the game, but they're nobody that I, that I, that I did. It's already patched out. Is it Travis? I'll, I'll, I'll turn it on tonight and see if it's patched out. When, when did they do the patch? When, when, when was the patch? Okay. And regardless if it's patched out, I'm telling you my scenario as, as playing the game. Okay. So uh, as I'm playing the game, everyone, everyone's like struggling and I'm went through the next boss and I went through the next section and I did the exact same thing over and over. I got to the, the boss of the next thing and I stood on a, on a container and stood on a gas can and st- stood on. And I'm like, this is, this is kind of broke. I was like, this is this is bad. And to overlook this, okay, I was like, it's, it's not overlooked. The, the the right people found out about it. They they bragged about it online, and it got patched. Well, That's see, I goes. I don't make videos, right? And and to be like, dude, you got to do this. I just find out stuff, and if my my chat sees it, they see it. Um, and another thing, there's not enough characters of zombies. And what I mean by this is, you see the same zombies. And I'm not talking about the same character model zombie. I'm talking about the same character model zombie with the same outfit on, right? Like over and over and over. It's like 10 zombies and then rotate with like purple shirt, green shirt, polka dot shirt, bathing suit, right? And then it's just the same thing over and over. So I enjoyed it, but didn't enjoy it. So what I mean by that is it's definitely not a $70 price game, in my opinion. Right? I think it's max 40 bucks. I think it's a perfect sweet spot $40 game. Gives you about 8 to 10 hours of, of actual story and content inside there. Um, I did watch other people play it with co-op. And I think the game shines there. Okay, I think if you're playing with buddies, I think that's where the game becomes a little bit more fun. Because if something happens uh, or breaks or you get glitched... Oh, that's another thing. I hit a guy so hard, Sarge, he flew directly up in the air and he never came back down. Okay. On the weekend when I played, I got hit so hard that I literally got teleported to a different part of the map. Okay. I got hit. I flew up in the air and landed in a different region. That's not part of the instance that I was in. Okay. I got hit so hard by the, uh, by the, by the brute or whatever the guy's name is. Um, Watching people play with friends or people, it seemed like a lot more fun. So if stuff happens and it's like broke or buggy, it, it seems more enjoyable that way. Oh, do you think? Do you think it would have the same level of fun as a Left for Dead? I at this point, I don't know. I, I don't know because I haven't played with people, but I still think Left for Dead's a better game. Like just for pure pure fun value, Left for Dead for sure is a much better game. That. this is really slow right like the way you move and you say you see a couple zombies here and there um it's 
it's it's not as it's not as good. It's not as good. But that's what I was playing. So uh, Dead Island Two. Uh, maybe I'll go back and 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 check out the game since now they they've patched it. Um, but yeah, games like hell, even Back for Blood, Sarge, I think is a a better game than Left for Dead. You have to remember, like Left for Dead wasn't like a groundbreaking epic triple no. A title. It no. was a game that these guys decided to do in the old zombie genre. Like it was meant to be like a almost like a black and white game kind of game, the way the colors were. <clears throat> but I liked the 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 thing about Left for Dead that made it so fun was the fast pace, the multiplayer, the Ooh. the sound design. The sound design and the sense of dread that you felt the entire time. Like anytime somebody yeah. when a horde mode was coming by them, by, and then somebody went off by themselves because they knew where an ammo box was or where they were looking for a weapon. And like you would tell them all the time, don't go by yourself, go with somebody. And inevitably the hunter would knock you down. And then by the time we got to you, the exploder was there. The other, and 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 the team goes down. When you played on normal, and you guys were, if you were decent, everyone pretty much knew what they were doing because the weapon selection, even though it was pretty decent, it wasn't extreme. I mean, I think they maybe like there was sixteen weapons, I think, altogether. Um, but the the fun factor was trying to make it through all four people living. Right. That's what it was. Yeah. You can make it to the end. If you were a greedy bastard, you can make it to the end. Oh, you just leave your guys but behind and just run? Yeah, yeah. Right, but it was trying to get everybody out was was the fun part. And that's that's what gave it that little sense of dread and, like, trying to get your buddies out. Oh. Like, do, do, you, do, you, see, do you see that in the, in the Dead Island 2 game? Like, that, no. that sense? You could literally run past everybody. You don't even have to engage with the zombies, but that's how you level up. So you have to engage so you can level up, so you can unlock different cards and different perks and, and explore and stuff like that. Oh, guns in this game are terrible. Terrible. Well, can't you, can't you mod weapons? I thought that you was the whole point. Mod that I you, you, you mod weapons. Yeah, you can mod right. weapons, and you can put electric and, and other stuff on it. I haven't unlocked too many things, but I'm using, uh, I'm using the Wolverine Claws with electricity. I'm using a lot of electricity and also, um, I don't know what it's called, the gun... Like a, like a pow, like it explodes when I hit him. Um, my favorite weapon is the samurai sword or the axe. I like oh, the, I, I like the two handed weapon, like axe, very powerful. Did, did you did you notice? Did you notice that? Did you notice that the samurai sword is like a big big part of like every zombie oh, game slash yeah, TV your show fantasy, movie now? Yeah, your fantasy is to use a samurai sword to to, to slice and dice people. No, I know that, but I, I think it was in the video game first, and then like every zombie show that came out, The Living Dead, uh, The Fear of the Walking Dead, like everybody all of a sudden got a, like the samurai sword. It was like it was it went hand in hand. Right, right. Like no one's walking around with like an axe, which would which be which would make more sense because everyone has access to an axe. For some reason, there's just samurai swords just just everywhere. Yeah. Well, Dupless, the the guns they don't do enough damage. They don't do enough damage, and, and bullets are, obviously, I get, are hard to come by. But you would think, because bullets are hard to come by, you would think that they would do somewhat more damage, because they're, they're, you'll have less of them. Is, is, is every gun a twenty-two? Is that what it is? Like, pow, pow, pow. Is that, it's just popping them? It doesn't do really anything? Yeah, it, 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 it just doesn't do enough damage. You have to shoot way too many bullets for, to, to kill a zombie, and you're just better off drop-kicking them, or... Getting them, getting them down on the ground and then stomping on their head. Side note, I, I I noticed this. Like, there's very few zombie movies that do this, 
But since the whole thing with zombies is when they bite you, they infect you, there's very few shows that I've seen where they actually wear, I'm not saying armor, but they put stuff on so the zombie can't bite them. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Like there was there was certain there was a couple of video games where they, they almost kind of like did the same thing, but it wasn't enough. But like you you wear like pads or something on you, like so you you don't get bit. Like everyone's gung ho running through a field of zombies with a samurai <laughs> sword, but you're wearing a tank top right, and, right, and right, some right. sandals. Like I don't <laughs> like no like right. you like no no. The right. answer is I no. would be wearing I I would be wearing like hockey gear. Right, like a full-on yeah. fledged yeah, like boots. Right, or I would yeah. go to a baseball store or a sports goods store and put a catcher's mask on with like, with with all the the padding and stuff. Yeah, that's the first thing I would do in a zombie apocalypse is make sure my skin's not exposed so they can bite it. Right. Uh, listen, I I have played, I'll, I'll say a good eighty percent of all zombie games, quote unquote, that have come out. Like most Tiny, of them are fun. I says I'm gonna wear a bear suit, a bear suit during a zombie apocalypse. <laughs> the, the problem with that Tiny is you'll you'll hyperventilate and just be passed out on the ground. You just look like a dead bear. <laughs> I, it, most of them are fun. Uh, I like the ones that do a better take on like the survival version with zombies. I like that version better because they they take their time with it. They they establish some. I guess rules for the game so you can like figure out what you want to do, but just to throw like like Kai was doing it for a while and a lot of other games like what the player base is dropping, throwing some zombies like that was the whole band aid for like everything like population levels are dropping, unleash the horde and everyone get all excited yay we're gonna we're gonna kill some more zombies like we're done now right we're done yeah you we're know what I just thought of the next the next. A zombie game that someone makes has to be taking place in a in a uh, off site of like a theme park like Disney World, okay. And one of the best upgrades that you can get is like wearing the cos the costumes of the of the characters because you're protected. They can't bite your skin, and you just run around. So you're like Mickey Mouse or Donald Duck, and you're just slicing and dicing zombies in the inside the theme park. That'd be pretty interesting. I mean, uh, there's there's a lot of uh, genres that haven't been touched. I, I'd like to see them. I'd like to see the the work done the right way for games that have already come out, but then are just dropped on the floor. Like I thought, Friday the Thirteenth game was amazing. I thought, yeah, the, the fact the it, fact it that they lost the copyright or whatever whatever it. nonsense happened, whatever nonsense happened about the copyright or whatever happened with the law, whatever, like fix that shit. Get the lawyers. Well, it's still out. You can it. still play it. Yeah. No, I know that, but it's. But like up the game, like make it solid. It was it was glitchy as hell. It was, oh, it was fun. It was very glitchy, but it was fun. Yeah, it was fun. But like the Evil Dead ones out now, like it's the same kind of premise. But like you 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 have this you have this idea. You it, you kind of did it well, but like you didn't cut you you didn't finish the corners, and then now it just frays, and the game's not a hundred percent. But like. When 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 Friday the Thirteenth first came out, I thought that was a great game. Yeah, for streaming for Halloween oh, yeah. time, it was, it was, it was just fun. bunch of guys to play. Like because it was it was so ridiculous. Like the guys, it was almost as bad as the original Friday the Thirteenth game on the on the NES. Right, there were only certain characters that had enough stats that you could actually kill Jason with. So you had to make sure that those guys didn't die. Same thing with this one. Like if you got if you got the character 
that has like the really slow speed or like a they're clumsy well, and they're just always falling and knocking stuff they, over and it, it, they have another one now i think they're coming out with halloween halloween's coming out and then as youtube lurker says there is a predator game and i think they're all made by the same company that made the friday the 13th game as well but it's it's a good genre i think it's just they just need to up the game a little bit like just do a good job i that 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 game could be updated and do cool stuff with the modders that have a oh, good sure. time with it sure. it'd be a good game in the background uh, real quick, Dustin. Yes, uh, I do realize Mickey Mouse is is copyright, but you also realize only up until next year, and then it becomes public domain, and you can make whatever you want. Because did you see that horror flick that came out? I didn't see it personally, but there's a Winnie the Pooh horror flick that's out because Winnie the Pooh is now in public domain. So you can make easily a uh, a zombie game with Mickey Mouse and all the characters after they become public domain, which is in the next like two three years. Uh, so all right. Let's uh, let's go uh, to uh, the top story, Sarge. All right, so let's uh, let's go to the first uh, go to the first thing. So Jeff Grubb comes out and says that uh, he heard that High Five Rush didn't sell very well, right? So let me bring this uh, article up. It says, High Five Rush, uh, well, this is from Aaron Greenberg, says that it was a breakout hit, right? It was a breakout hit. Jeff Grubb said, Jeff Grubb, on, his, uh, on, the, on the podcast that he does, he says, based on what, I, what he's heard, now, he doesn't say from a source or anything like that, but obviously he's got sources. He says, just didn't make the money it needed to make. Okay, I, I want to kind of put a pin in that for a second. Okay, now management is not happy with the state of Xbox. Uh, commentary regarding any dissatisfaction with Xbox is more acknowledged and diagnosed issues is has because they matter. Okay, so from that, it got widespread, and Aaron Greenberg came out. Okay, the vice president of Xbox Game Marketing, Aaron Greenberg, has issued a small statement on Twitter following a previous claim that Hi-Fi Rush didn't make the money that it needed to make. In the latest episode of the Mass Mess Decides podcast, uh, industry insider Jeff Grubb said that Hi-Fi Rush didn't make the money it needed to make. The comment was picked up industry-wide, which was seamlessly prompt by Aaron Greenberg's clear-up matter. Okay, on Twitter, Greenberg said, Hi-Fi Rush was a breakout hit for us, and our players are in all key measurements our expectations. Okay, we couldn't be happier with the team at Tango Games and deliver with the with the surprise release. Now, following the statement from Greenberg, Jeff Grubb said in his latest episode of Game uh, Game Mess Morning on Giant Bomb, after the statement was read out to him, okay, he said, "quote Okay, that's fine. I'll just leave it at that." Right. So, meaning, someone came up to him and said, "This is what I heard." He reported on that. Greenberg came out and said, "No, no, we're we're absolutely fine and happy with right." So, this is the two sides now. Some people are going to believe what Jeff Grubb has insiders and they're going to go, oh, Microsoft is in a bad shape and people are going to run with that. Other people are going to go, oh, well, Aaron Greenberg is just coming out to say that they're okay with it, even though they lost money with it because that's what they're going to not going to admit. Now, in the previous coverage, it said led to the pretty outlandish theories from the gaming community, including that Microsoft might abandon the Xbox platform and more. According to Bethesda, the game reached over $2 million, uh, 2 million players by March 1st. And in late February, director John Jonas said that the game received 10,000 Steam reviews early or nearly a full month after release. Now, Xbox seems to be firm on the fact that Shadow dropping the game was a success, and Greenberg's comments further comment the decision on being successful. Now, here's two things I want to make, make note of, 
<clears throat> most games have their budget. Okay, this is not a AAA game, by the way. This is a this is not considered. It's not a AAA studio. They only have sixty five employees at the at the at Tango. Okay, so they made this game, and they didn't advertise this game in any way, shape, or form. There was no market where they spent a dollar on advertisement with this game. Okay, they shadow dropped it. They had their their they had their um, Xbox showcase. They said, "Oh, by the way, here's our game," and then boom, they dropped it, and then people either bought it and what's and and so on and so forth. Now, there is a a stat here. I don't know how accurate this is. This is from someone's screenshot off their cell phone uh, off a off a page here. So it says, "Hi-Fi Rush quick stats as of today, which was I think on the twenty first, if I'm not mistaken." Um, it says three hundred twenty six active players, three ninety nine active player uh active players in the twenty four hour peak. Uh, 97.7% positive reviews. Gross revenue made 10.6 million gross revenue and units sold 443,000. Now, I don't know if this is a $30 game or $40 game, but no matter what you do, mathematically, 443,000 units sold doesn't equal 10.6 million, right, uh, in gross revenue. So I don't know where they're getting that number from. It's a little little weird. Um, But regardless, how... As the industry insiders, right? I'm not talking about the consumers because I don't give a shit if they sell 10 million, if they sell five, right? I had fun with the game. I enjoyed the game. I played the game. It was a fantastic game, right? That those are the facts, right? I played it. It's a fun game, and it's 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 a it's a complete game. It's a really good game. Okay. How do we go in the future from here, Sarge? Where they're the industry insiders saying that this game was not successful. Hey, apparently he had an insider say it wasn't successful. But Aaron Greenberg, the president, says it's very successful. They didn't spend a cent on advertisement. They just dropped it and made money. And then the people that didn't pay for it played it on Game Pass, which made them an additional, maybe someone didn't have Game Pass at that moment, or maybe it hasn't touched Game Pass in a while, but they paid $10 and they're playing that game on Game Pass. So how is the industry supposed to look at this and go, well, it's not successful, but yet it probably was successful for them. I don't, uh, first of all, I, I don't like how this quote unquote journalist is giving his take, right? If we're going to talk about the sales or whether a game is successful or not, you have to decide on what metric we are weighing this out on, right? Right. Was it a small studio and they were just hoping for anything over 5 million? They consider that successful. Right. Could be 100,000, 200,000, whatever. Right. Did they make their money back and that's successful? Right. You could say whatever you want and say we're successful. The idea is, is normally the suits involved want at least three or four times minimum what they put into it in order for the suit to say that this is successful. Right, because you want to have enough revenue to continue on the game without having to take out a bigger loan in order to create the next game, correct? That's that's your goal. The goal right. is to make enough money on your own so you don't have to borrow money to make the next game. You don't need a publisher's money, right? But the games are getting so out of hand that they do. He doesn't he doesn't go through like just the basics of questions for the studio. He took whatever he decided to take as hearsay. Right, right, and and, and report it as a report it as a as a as a known fact. 
right? That it didn't do well or it did do well. Well, he did say, Meanwhile, I, I heard, he said the insider said it didn't, It they're, they're not well, happy, that, right? Well, that's great. The insiders. So the insider could be like any guy who didn't get the bonus and he's upset. So he it's not based, a success to him. Based on right? what I've heard, it just didn't make money it needed to make. Well, it wasn't really treated like a real game now, was it? You didn't market it. You basically released it during a, 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 a showcase for the system. I get it. But at the same time, you're not really reporting on the actual facts of this topic you're talking about. Is it what what are we who, what, where, why, how? These are the journalist questions. That's what the, if if you're if you're talking about something, you ask the company that you're discussing those questions, you'll get the answers. Right. You'll get the answers he seeks that he wants to report on. Instead, he uses this flagrant language about how Somebody he heard didn't think it went well, and so that's what we're going to report on. Like, that doesn't make sense to me. I, I, I don't like the way game journalists are talking about games. If you're going to have a conversation about something, then ask the questions that answer the questions that you want to have in the story. That's all. I don't like this guy. Like, this is the third time I've read, I think I've read something he has done where it's like, it's he's ambivalent to like what's actually going on. It doesn't really matter. I'm I looking mean, for clicks, so I'm gonna I'm gonna say some shit. It doesn't make sense to me. I I, right? I think I think the go ahead. We sorry. don't yeah we don't know first of all right. And we this, these are these are topics we've talked about in the past. We don't know what the Microsoft deal to them for Game Pass right, was. How much they made up one. front, right? We don't know how much the game cost them to make. We don't know any bonuses that were implied to them in case they did hit any kind of numbers. Like, you don't know any of this information. And and the worst part now is we're never going to know because beforehand, reporters were were more likely to find out how much sales were by just calling up the companies. and like, well, how many games did you ship? How many how many games went to the distribution center? Like, yeah, so you know how numbers. many games are no. much? Like, you know how many hard copies were moved and shoved around? You have quarterly reports, right? And you know how much stuff was moved, so you could have some facts behind it. Now everything's digital, right? I can say whatever I want, right? right. We don't We don't have any... We don't have any concrete data to go off of to say what we're talking about, whether it is successful or not. Now, for me, if any, in my mind, pre present day, present day stuff, digital or not digital, if you sell anything over three or four million copies, you did okay, right? Because not everybody likes the game that you're going to make, right? right? That's the other metric you have to look at. You're making a game based on the art of the developers who had an idea and that someone said, okay, I'm willing to risk my money for your idea to see if it does well, right? I, now we're in the world where we gotta make 500 million or we we gotta make, we gotta sell uh, 20 million copies. Well, like they have these, these these labels on it immediately. Like that's not how this works. I think the, I think the problem is, I, I, I think we look at like, any game that Xbox or Sony or anyone comes out with, it all depends on what size game it is, right? This is not a AAA game. The budget of this game is probably not $100 million. It's probably around maybe $10, $15, 20000000 million, right? And it says here the gross revenue, and, and Krebsy told me that this is based off of just Steam numbers, right? So we don't know how many people bought it off the Xbox. We don't know how many people bought off the PC. Of, 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 of. Right. So if it sold 443,000 units, Okay, let's just say because they have 65 employees, 
uh, and it took three years to make the game. Rough estimate, if the average person makes $50,000, okay, and again, I'm being very generalistic here. If the average, obviously, someone makes 100000 someone makes $50,000. let us just let us just say it's like $50,000, $60,000, okay? Every year for 65 people to make that game for three years, there will be around about $10 million, nine, $9.5, $10 million to make this game in three years, okay? If they made $10 million gross revenue within the first month, the game is still out right now. You can still buy it right now. More people will buy the game down the road if it's on sale, if they come out with DLC. So to look at it and say, maybe the company only was thinking they were going to sell 200,000 copies. Okay. But because it was on Game Pass, maybe people played it on Game Pass and then they purchased it afterwards. I don't know why you would. A lot of people don't buy the games, right? They just play the game, beat the game and move on. I did that. Not to say that no one buys it, just a smaller percentage buys it. So now they sold 443,000 units on Steam alone, right? So again, we don't know the number over on Xbox. Let's say they sold another 400,000 on Xbox, right? But 20 million people might have tried it out. We don't know these numbers. And I just think there's a different metric now. I think the different metric is not really engaging of buying the game because now they look at it. If this game came out and people that maybe didn't have Game Pass got Game Pass to play this game, and now they're like, wow, that was actually a pretty good game. And they stayed on to play another game on Game Pass, right? And now they made $10 that month. They made $10 the next month. They made $10 the next month. It's been on the system now for three months. It came out in January, if I'm not mistaken, the end of January, beginning of February. So it's been on there for three months. That's three months more of Game Pass sales of $10 average. So they've made $750 million over the last three months doing nothing, just having a game on there and people going on there. So I don't know. I think there's a different metric. I think a lot of people, and I'm not saying Jeff Grubb did this in any way, shape, or form, uh, but a, a lot of people Thanks for becoming a just member. want those clicks, like you said, right? They, they want to make conversation, and they say, oh, I heard that this is this is sucking big big dick, or this is not making enough money, and then everyone's like, oh, suck it, Xbox fanboys, and then Sony ponies, and they all have this like back and forth to have interaction. And I don't know if it's if it's fair to say, right? I, I don't think it's fair to say that this game didn't make it. When the president, obviously, he might lie. He might say what he wants. But if he says they're happy with it, how can you go? Like, that's like saying, I'm happy with, with whatever I'm doing in my life. You're like, no, you're not, dude. I don't, I don't believe you. Like, but, I, but I'm happy. I'm, 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 I'm satisfied with my life the way it is. Like, no, dude, I don't believe you. It's like, I don't, I don't understand. I'm telling you I'm okay, but you don't want to believe me. Real quick, Jaggy Snake, member for three months. Thank you very much. He says, drinking tequila sunrise with Jack Burton. There you go. I, I just think that that the deal that they have, whatever deal that they usually get up front for Game Pass is probably good enough starting point, and then they see how they go from there. Right? What, was this game was this game released anywhere else besides Xbox? Is it on all platforms? Well, like, it's, where, it's where? on PC, it's on Steam, and it's on it's on Xbox and Game Pass. So Right. Right. It's not on PlayStation and it's not on uh, Switch. At least I don't think it's on Switch. I know it's it's almost it's it's almost like this weird this weird dance that they have to do with getting a game on Game Pass and then finding a happy number to give to the developers to get them on Game Pass to offset the fact that their game might not sell. It's just it's this weird dance now, you know, and it's. I'm not, I'm not sure if it's better or worse. I think, and I, I always look at it where it looks good on the face because even if a game doesn't do really well, 
at least they got a decent chunk of money, hopefully, whatever the deal is, that they got a decent chunk of money up front to offset the the cost of making the game. And then they see if the game does well or not. Maybe that helps out gamer, the, the game developers in the long run. But for just just the the quality of games seems to go down the longer we're going to be in this ecosystem because right. I don't I don't have to release a proper product. That's that's my fear. Krebsy says, yeah. should should we also take into consideration a larger target income when including the money that they wanted to make? pay back the $7 billion acquisition. Yeah, but the $7 billion acquisition is not being paid off in like the first month, the first year. It, it's probably going to be paid off in like five to 10 years. And if they, just, let's just take the $7 billion. If it's $7 billion over 10 years, it's $700 million a year towards, towards Bethesda. Well, in three months, they make that, right? In three months, and I obviously, I, I, I keep going back to Game Pass, and obviously they're paying other people with Game Pass with other things, but it's not total gross. But in three months, they make $700 million from Game Pass. So they can go, okay, here's the check to go pay for the interest rate that we have to do for the payment that we paid for $7 billion to get our money back, right? And with games that are coming out with that, you have ESO that's on, on Game Pass, and people are paying $15 a month to get the extra baggage claim, okay, for just ESO. So you would have to figure out how many people are just playing ESO that are paying for the $15 to get the extra storage, Okay. On top of the $10 that they're paying for the for Game Pass, right? And if you take the Game Pass completely away and just get the $15 per month, how many people across the board from ESO are paying the $15 a month? How many people are playing paying that? That that goes and pays pays for the Bethesda $7 billion, right? There's lots of different avenues they can use to pay for whatever they want. Like the money I make from this, if you give me $5, I can use it to buy a camera. I can use it to buy a television. I can use the money how I feel fit to put back and invest into my company, right? So that's what they're doing with Game Pass. Game Pass is constantly making money, and they're not doing anything with it, right? If it costs them uh, a small fraction of the server space that they're doing, but they're making $10, $15 per person off the, off the server, they're not making a game. They're paying other people to make a game, and they're making $250 million to $300 million a month. Concurrent. Concurrent. It, it, it's a it's a strange ecosystem. <clears throat> That's too with the five gifted memberships. Thank you very much. It, it's it's going to be it's going to be a strange strange next couple of years. Uh, I I've told it I I've told it before. Thanks I'm curious to see whether or not the cloud based systems, the data transfer rates, and AI, and what it's going to do. For the gaming industry if they're uh, this is how i look at it thanks for becoming a member. if they use ai and the data transfer from cloud gaming the way that i think that will i think they're probably in the next five years there's going to be a, a complete turn in the gaming industry on how games are made thanks for becoming a member because right now the size of the games and the amount of time it takes to make that game is getting out of hand like you're not you you can't get a studio to pump out these AAA games like you did before. You can knock out four games in a decade. Maybe you get to do one, maybe two now because of what it costs. Yeah, let me let me bring up that article because uh, Sard is referencing something. Uh, where is it? Uh, oh, okay. So the Cyberpunk, right? So let's let's talk about this one since you you mentioned that, right? So the next story I want to talk about is Cyberpunk twenty seven seven Dev at at Games Developer Conference. Thanks for becoming last a month. 
He sat down at a roundtable discussing about the future of RPGs long, alongside other industry veterans and how they offered a grim prediction for the near future. The warning that big budget games are running at a wall. Thanks right? for becoming and a member. Only matter of time before it crashes specifically. Okay. He expresses his opinion on the AAA games are big are getting too big, too complex, and too expensive to be sustainable. Right. So now I want to bring this conversation a little bit back to Game Pass, right? We look at a lot of the games that are coming out and people are making fun. Now, this is a dev that that worked on Cyberpunk, okay? And he's been in the industry for quite a quite a bit of years. He worked on Witcher and stuff. He's been in the industry for over 10 years, okay? And he's expressing that this is this is dangerous because you're like a crash test dummy. You're running out of wall and just going to hit that wall because you, you're not going to be able to go too far, right? How realistic, how big, how more advanced are you going to get with these with these with these games? Now look at Microsoft what they're doing. They're not coming out with these every month AAA titles or every year AAA titles. They're coming out with Minecraft Dungeons, Minecraft Legends, Redfall, uh, um, High Five Rush, right? They're coming out with the games that are maybe not considered AAA, and even if they are AAA, their budgets are smaller, okay? And they, they expand it over time, so the budgets are not as big, okay? Halo is a game, right? As you're, as you're saying, Halo is out there. But they changed what Halo was, and Halo is like a, a an outlier, basically, because it's a AAA studio. It's a AAA game. Well, actually, it's a AAA IP, but not really with a AAA studio. They're just not a AAA studio. Okay, they work on a AAA game, but uh, games like Starfield is a game that comes once out of every decade, or I should say, console cycle. I shouldn't say decade because it's like every seven years, right? Like a Grand Theft Auto. I know it's not Xbox, right? But Rockstar only makes one of those games once a decade, okay? So you look at this guy, and he's saying that these AAA games are getting too big, too complex, too expensive to be sustainable, right? And then you look at what Microsoft is doing, and what's smarter, right? Sure, right? And I'm not, and I'm not defending or saying what's right or wrong. I'm just taking what the guy's saying, and then I'm taking what, what Sony's creating, right? Sony's creating God of War, where it takes four to five years to make maybe even longer it cost them a hundred million dollars two hundred million dollars it cost it cost two hundred million dollars to make that game right that's one month of game pass right one month of game pass is a full cycle of the studio that's working on god of war for the lifetime two hundred million dollars they're making 250 million dollars in one month on game pass so you look at what they're making and these type of games they're making we don't know what the the outcome is or what the budget are of these games but it does seem a lot smarter what they're doing considering the big AAA games, they are going to crash at some point or hit the wall at some point because they, they're not going to be able to go any further. Like, how do, you, how do you make Cyberpunk better? How do you make it more realistic or how thing? What do, you, what do you think about this, Sarge? Do you think he's... Obviously, he's got more knowledge than us. He's in the industry. No, I know. And, I, and I've already answered that question. How do, you get, how do you make it better is AI and the cloud-based gaming with that transfer rate. If, if they're able to transfer that much data... In whatever in whatever special way they're doing it now, if that's legit, then it opens up a whole new field for gaming. But if that's just talk and it's just some smoke and mirrors, then I I think we top out. There's going to be a ceiling here, right? right? Yeah, you need your game to be better, but you can't get it bigger. Like it might it has to get better in a different way, and systems aren't going to be able to handle it, or you're not going to be able to be able to afford it. Right. Probably the latter more often than the than the, than the, the prior. I mean, I, I look at this in a, in a completely different way now because 
you, there's there's a ceiling to all levels of gaming and then usually what ends up happening is the hardware raises the bar and so even though technically ps5 and xbox said they raised the bar we haven't really seen it the same way because it's the increments now are smaller than before like the difference between like 8 to 16 and then 16 to 32 like yeah, noticeable difference right but now we're getting to the point now where the only thing i've seen in the last probably six months that made me think completely different about gaming was the argument that we had with that unrecorded was that real or not right like to me right. like that's the significant difference like that looks real like real real like uh, somebody's running around with a gopro like if that's the next level of gaming then i think we have a problem i think that that data transfer and cloud gaming has to work because i don't think anyone has any hardware in their in their in their possession that's going to run that properly yeah that's going to that's going to be a problem with the, the what we saw unrecorded i think it was called um i don't know i think a lot of i think a lot of the stuff uh Jesse's asking a question. Uh, so, thirty Starfield AAA game. If so, why is it coming to Game Pass? No, no. Well, one Starfield is a AAA game, and AAA game is not based on the game. It's based on the studio, right? It's the amount of people working on the game, and and that's the budget of the game. So, the budget of the game is astronomical, meaning it's a hundred, hundred fifty, two hundred million dollars, whatever it is. That's a AAA game. Okay. There are smaller games that are considered, I guess, it's not about AAA games if it sells well or the way it looks or anything like that. It's literally the size of the studio that's working on it. And this is why, uh, I think it was Microsoft, that they came up with the first quadruple A studio, meaning that whatever game that is, okay, like whatever game that is, that's going to be astronomical, right, if it's a, if it's a quadruple uh, A. Based on money, $26 million or more is AAA. Is that... Is that correct? Twenty six million makes a triple A. I'm gonna have to look that up. Wait, let me bring that up for a second. I thought like it was more. I thought it was more than that. Like a blockbuster movie is over. You know, uh, I think it's over like seventy five mil or hundred mil. Let's look at the implications. If unrecorded is what an, what a next gen game will look like, that's a game that can actually be had, right? Then the the, the first of all, the government's in right away. The, the the special interest groups are coming in right away like right away that game looks so realistic that they're going to start on gaming all over again like the like the, the old days of grand theft auto when they have all these parent groups and and all these things coming over and yelling and screaming about how we're, we're corrupting the youth if you have a game that looks that realistic and you're running around shooting people they're gonna have a field day like you'll never you'll you'll never not hear a story every day how video gaming is causing violence that's all you're gonna hear here, real That's quick, all you're gonna hear. real quick, uh, based on based on Wiki here. In general, the term of triple A, triple A plus may refer to the subset triple A games that are the highest selling or have the highest production value. However, there's at least two or more specific meanings. The first describes a triple A game with additional methods of revenue generation, generally through purchase of addition of cost of the base game. Desire for profitability has caused publishers to look alternative revenue models where players continue to contribute revenue after the initial purchase, right? But here it says, it says, uh, triple a game by history 
<clears throat> one of the first video games to be produced at Blockbuster or AAA scale where Square saw Final Fantasy VII in 1997, which cost an estimated 40 to $45 million. So that would already shatter and deny what you're already saying, Mo, by saying $26 million is a AAA game, because they just said the first AAA game was 40 to $45 million. It also says here inflation adjusted to 68 to $76 million to developer, making the most expensive video game to produce until then unprecedented cinematic CGI production values. Movie-like presentations, orchestra musics, and blending the gameplay with dynamic cinematic camera work, its expensive advertisement campaign was also unprecedented for video games, with the combined production marketing budget estimated to 80 to 140 million dollars inflation adjusts to 129 to 234 million as of 2020 so in as of 2020 a triple a game is anywhere between 73 million and 109 million as of 2020 so that's false that what you said about the 26 million i knew it was higher because a blockbuster movie is somewhere around the same price point as as video games <clears throat> all right let's go to I, I just don't know where they could go for 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 AAA games from from this point. You know what I mean? Like it just it just seems very. It's it's sort of like the problem they have at Marvel right now, right? They've gone from ground level like superheroes to like these intergalactic superheroes, and like where do you go from intergalactic superheroes? Like you're fighting like space monsters that are giant as planets. Where do you go from that? You can't go from that to Daredevil back on the street. You know what I mean? Like they've grown too big and they're they're gonna hit a wall and then they kind of have to like reset. Right. And I think that's where basically when he says AAA games are getting too big, too expensive, and unsustainable, I think that's the point where he's they're they're making. I, I think that uh once once we break through the ceiling and the graphics and the, the visuals are un unprecedented, I think that the the in order to keep things, I guess on leash you know keep it on the leash is is you use the old old style tactics in the games in the new games like i think maybe uh with a game like that fighting shooting and boss battles would be a big thing again right, right. because the graphics would look like we're so realistic and then who's to say that you wouldn't have the real streets for your own town as a downloadable content for the driving game. So now you're actually driving around in a crazy car in the city you live in. You know what I mean? Like the, the, the options become limitless, right? That's, that would be step. That would be actually step two towards like a ready player one scenario. Right. Right. Where, where, the, where everything looks that real, right? The, the hurdle is being able to mass market something with the goggles or with the television for that matter so that people, a large enough population base can fund it. Because remember, unless something is adopted properly with enough people who play it to fund that industry in order for it to grow, then it just goes away. Like, how many times has VR gone away? Yeah, it, right? it's like a cycle. Every seven years, it comes back. And... Right, three times, yeah. as far as I can count now, three times VR. Now, VR is still here. I'm not saying it went away. But I'm saying prior to this attempt, it's gone away three times. So where do we go? Where do we go from here is the the question. All right. The next story I want to talk about is more of a just an information of. uh, So we played Battlefront uh, Battlefront 2 yesterday Uh, in in the I I said this on my other stream earlier, but uh, this is just video footage of the Bad Batch. This is a mod that they did inside Star Wars Battlefront 2. 
the reason I'm bringing this up again is because last week, <clears throat> last week I talked about I think there is a Battlefront three being developed because they they there was an article last week we read that Battlefront three from from uh, back in the day got canceled at the one yard line right and then. Battlefront 2 and DICE were talking about they were going to make a Battlefront 3, but then the Last Jedi thing happened and Star Wars took a dip and, and, and whatnot. Well, the mod community in the PC world is still making, uh, they made Ventress and Ahsoka and all these other characters uh, for Bad Batch. But then <clears throat> I had this uh, Star Wars, Star Wars uh, HQ. He did a joke, right? It was a joke. It wasn't real. But there was a, tw uh, a Twitch a stream where Dice was showing the ba uh, the the patch notes and stuff like that they were going over uh inside the game <clears throat> and in the background there was a star a stormtrooper helmet in the center of the screen in the background of a Battlefield 2042 stream okay he was joking in the background the where the dice was where where the uh the, the middle letter it looks like three lines okay and there's a stormtrooper helmet underneath and he joked and said it's happening. Battlefront 3 is happening. This is where this is this is official, right? Easter egg. And it was a joke. But it, I started doing research and whatnot, and I came across another video. It was uh, done in January, and it's uh, done by uh, Video Game Leaks. And now there's one part of, of his stream that uh, he goes over. Let me bring it up here. And there was a, there was a job posting. There was a job posting uh, back in January. Senior gameplay software engineer, C++ Star Wars first-person shooter. Multiple locations, Los Angeles, California, Vancouver, Canada, Austin, Texas, Redwood City, Seattle, and Texas. Now, I don't know if you know this, Sarge, but this is where Respawn has headquarters. They have a Texas branch. They have a, Canadian, a, a, a Vancouver branch. They have an Austin, Texas, and a Los Angeles branch. And Vince Zampella was one of the people from Respawn that took over the studio that took over a dice studio, which then brought them on to work on the Battlefront series. Okay, they moved him over. Now they want to make a game, right? And here's the continuation of the actual job posting, where desired qualifications, bachelor's degree in high computer science, relevant field, experience with Unreal Engine, and then the highlighted part here is experience working on a multiplayer game. Okay, a multiplayer game being being hired by Respawn Entertainment. We do know that Respawn has a contract, right? It's not exclusive, but they have a contract with Disney, with Star Wars, to make multiple games. Their first game after Je Jedi Fallen Order came out was a huge success, and Respawn signed on for more games. Hence why we have, comes out tonight at midnight, tomorrow for everybody, whatever, uh, is Jedi Survivor, which is the sequel to their very successful Jedi Fallen Order. Well, now they're making a multiplayer game first-person shooter. They said, the, the gentleman in this video says that Respawn said they are making a Star Wars first-person shooter game that's along the lines of Titanfall. Now, Titanfall was a, a cult classic. Everyone loved the actual uh, Titanfall 1 and 2, okay? And what they mean by that is that they're going to make it where it's going to have a single-player story, and it's also going to have multiplayer. Not co-op. They don't ask for co-op. It just says multiplayer, right? So now I'm just kind of putting two to two together, right? So Respawn's hiring for developers for, for Star Wars first-person shooter game. Respawn makes really good first-person shooter games. They have Apex Legends, right? They made Titanfall in the past. So do you think, Sarge, I know I'm stretching it a little bit, but do you think 
that EA, instead of making DICE themselves work on uh, Battlefront 3, maybe it's not called Battlefront 3. Maybe it's another rendition of Star Wars and it's a new multiplayer game like Battlefront. But do you think that Respawn is making the next Battlefront or do you think they're just making like a co-op, uh, like a, a multiplayer game like uh, Republic Commando 2? There's so many titles over the years that they could be making that they could bring out of the woodwork. You know, maybe it's Dark Forces, re, you know, a, 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 a reinvented version of Dark Forces. You know, maybe it's uh, Forces Unleashed redone again. You know what I mean? Like, it, it could be anything. But if I if I look at the, the desired qualifications and I look at what year it is, I, we said it. We said it a couple weeks ago. Last, last week we, it, we talked about it. Last, yeah. week. last week we talked. You know, about it. I, I look at it as saying that you're you're getting ready to release another Battlefront game on the anniversary of Battlefront because 2004 was when the, the original Battlefront, Battlefront came out. Yeah. So doing a 20 year anniversary would make sense because well, how else how else would you like to advertise it? Well, here, here's another thing, right? So a couple months ago they talked about making a six year where they want a big game. And then a small game, a big game, and then a small game each year, right? Last year, the big game, I believe, was Lego Star Wars, the, the Skywalker saga, right? That was a big game, though. It, it sold like 10, 12 million copies. I would assume oh, that's big, okay, but the okay, words matter. So big as in like the, the massive, it costs massive amounts of money to make, or it's a, it's a huge AAA title. I, or... I think, I think more of a double A, triple A title type of big game. And then there's a smaller game. Like I, I think there's a game called uh star Wars bounty hunters or some bounties or it's like a mobile phone game. Okay. Like type okay. of stuff. I, I, I don't know what, what big, but they said they wanted a big game and a small game. Every six months, there's going to be a star Wars game is basically what they said. They want two a year. So, now we're looking at the other games that are coming out for Star Wars. You have massive Star Wars. We talked about this a couple of months ago on this show as well. We have massive from uh, from uh, Ubisoft. Okay, you have Eclipse that's coming out from Quantum uh, Quantum Realms. I think they're they're called. Um, you have this first person shooter game. You have Jedi Survivor coming out. So Jedi Survivor is the big game this year. So there's another smaller game coming out this year for Star Wars as well. Well, Eclipse is a couple years off. So is Massive's game, okay? Massive's not coming out next year. So now I look at this. They've already been in development, and this game could maybe only take about two years to make, three years to make. We've known about it for a year or so that they were making it. So this potentially first-person shooter Star Wars game could be the Battlefront 3, and it could come out next year as the big Star Wars title next year. KOTOR's a, a remake, Krebsy and, and Travis, and... I don't know if that's considered a... This is the only reason I, I, I didn't... I don't know if it's considered the large game or the small game. Now, I know KOTOR is a large game, but it's a... They're remaking it, so I don't know if it's considered the big game or the small game. I don't know. But it, it could come out next year as well, right? Maybe KOTOR and this game come out. Maybe this is the small game and KOTOR is the big game. I just feel I just feel that this first person shooter game could be dropping next year. <clears throat> I don't know, Sarge. What do you think? The, the dates match uh, and EA's EA's hold on Star Wars is over. So I mean I'm looking forward to anything decent in the Star Wars universe. I like a decent game. Like the ones that are out currently are are good, 
but like with the new the new hardware advances and the number of studios out there that could actually take a Star Wars game and make it something really special, like that's what I'm looking forward to. Like I, I think a remake of Kotor, I'm sure, is in the works. Oh, it like, is. Somebody, yeah, we, we know to, it is. Yeah, you know, I'm sure that's in the works. But like, like a real next gen title with Star Wars. Like, like, g- give yourself the example. What year was Battlefront Two out? The the, the, last, the other one, the one that we played yesterday, 2017. Like, 2017, right? Look at the visuals in that game. Look at the options in that game. Not only is it first person, but I tap the button and I can make it third person. Right. Like everyone now is like, ah, oh, you can't do both. Like you could do what you want, right? You can see it can be done correctly. First person and third person. You can see it, right? So if we're talking about the effort that was put into that game in 2014 or 13 when they started it to release it in 2017, to today's hardware and development teams that we have, that can make a good Star Wars game, think of the possibilities what we'd be looking at. Right. Real quick, General, I believe it's um, 90 years, so it's got like another 40 years before it becomes public domain, if that's what you're asking. <clears throat> All right. Real quick, next story. Call of Duty is getting its own tabletop board game. Are you excited, Sarge? Um, the the announcement trailer for the board game was released today by Arcane Wonders. However, it won't be funded by Activision. This is the funny part. Okay, the pre- the president the president of the company Robert uh, Gislinger explained that Activision only provided the Call of Duty license, but at the end of the day, this is our ex- experience that would bring it to gamers, and the team has kindly allowed us to use uh, whatever tools and platforms to feel necessary to make the b- best version of the video game for their fans. Therefore, the game will have a Kickstarter campaign, which will launch into the summer of this year. Now, it is a it's a it's unusual for Kickstarter campaigns that will be different goals funded. will be able to unlock as many aim higher and higher fundraising journey. And there's also various plans for the goals, including additional maps, modes, weapons, pre-painted miniatures, as well as zombies and co-op campaigns. So basically they made the, uh, let me, let me bring this up and see what it looks like. Um, basically they, they got the license. So they're paying the license and they're going to have to pay the license for, uh, I'm sure Activision wants a pretty penny for this thing. All right. So, do you do you think this will be successful, Sarge? I mean, obviously, it doesn't have to sell as many game copies as it Call of Duty, does. the video game. It does. It does. Board games like this are expensive as hell, dude. That board game on Kickstarter would cost probably close to two hundred dollars, easy. But do you? Th- easy. No, but I'm saying though is obviously they don't have to sell thirty million copies like they do yeah, with but, COD. But how are you? Pl- Listen, first of all, so you believe here? Here's here's why I laugh. You believe the kids that grew up on Call of Duty from back in the day are now grown up and are starting to have kids. And somehow you think those people have time to buy a call of duty board game and play call of duty, the board game. That sounds hilarious to me, right? Hilarious, hilarious on each game. Yes. Somebody's going to buy it for collector thing. Yes. But as like a mainstream, we're going to bust out. It's Friday night. We're going to bust out the board game of Call of Duty. You are out of your fucking minds. Right. Okay. You're out of guys are out of your minds. Right. right? I'll tell you another one. It just came out recently. Skyrim, the board game. Okay. <laughs> I saw it on the shelf. Right? You just follow I Yellow up, Marker. I, I, you just follow looked, Yellow Marker all the way around. I looked it up on Kickstarter. I saw that I, I had just finished his Kickstarter like maybe like three or four months ago. And it was at the hobby store. And I looked at it. I'm like, 
maybe I should buy this. And then I looked at the game. I looked at what was inside. I read the whole thing. And I'm like, you are out of your mind. If you think I'm going to sit down and play how much, how much Skyrim, was it? it's like $120, $140. It had oh. miniatures, all kinds of stuff in it. And look, listen, the, the board games now are, are Mac Daddy with miniatures and all kinds of stuff. But the fact remains is, are you gonna are you gonna read the rules and play that? Like I played Skyrim. If I want to play Skyrim, I'm play Skyrim. I just put Skyrim in. I play right. Skyrim. The hell am I gonna do? Is get who am I gonna get to come over the house and play Skyrim the board game? Come on, dude. Come on, man. <clears throat> Sorry, I don't know if you touched something on your end, but turn your volume just a little down. You're, it sounds like you're a little just just a smidgen, just a smidgen. Oh, like, come on, man. Yeah, I listen. I. I, I love board games. I'm a board game geek. I play board games once a month with my geek friends. We get together, we get a bottle of tequila and some beer, and we fucking play board games all day. Right? I like board games. We play certain board games, but right. there's certain games that you sit around and play, but like, that's not going to be one of them. I, I, I I'm just, not, you're, you're not going to play fucking. They, they might sell. A, Is anybody three, in this room, anybody thousand. in this chat going to buy Call of Duty the board game and actually play it? Anybody in this chat? Anybody? You know. If if Sony fans were af afraid that they weren't going to get Call of Duty anymore because Microsoft, maybe you guys could buy the board game. That way you can have Call of Duty always. <laughs> yeah. All right. Next. Like, so so what would happen? I mean, just I'm just guessing that one of the dice on there would say hacker or your your gun doesn't work or it's all gun off center. jam. Yeah, gun so, jam. So so you would like roll that dice and not kill the guy and then die. And then you would rage on a board game as opposed to throwing your controller. Is that is that what we're gonna do? Like I don't understand how that would work. I how can you how can you get me as angry as you got me in the video game Call of Duty inside the board game? <laughs> I I don't even think it's possible. How could I rage the way I used to rage at Modern Warfare Two? How you, could I? Do you know it would be a better game to sell? Uh, Dead Island Three, uh, the board game, right? That would be a that would be a board game. That'd be like what was that zombie zombie. What was that zombie? Uh, Zomboid? No, that's that, no, that that's a great game. No, Zombicide, I know. Zombicide, that's Zombicide, what Zombicide yeah. is a great yeah. game. Yeah, right. That for like for just for like a beer and pretzel game, and hang come over the house. It's a it's a cooperative game. Oh yeah, it's you great. Have to figure, you have to figure out how to live. At the end, of that, that's a good game. I played that. That that would sell more than than Dead Island. And that that oh, <clears throat> do you know do you know how many we 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 were actually at the board game convention that year yeah. when Zombicide came out. Yeah. Right, that game sold like hotcakes. Uh, how many? Yeah. What, what's a hotcake, Serge? What's a, what's a yeah. hotcake? It's it's sold a shit ton of games. All right, real quick, I'm just gonna go fly through this one. There's a new update for uh, for Game Pass for Grounded. Grounded is a survival game on Game Pass. You can also purchase it off the Windows Store, and I believe it's on Steam now. Uh, they just came up with an update where they've added wasps and they added like 500 new customizations inside the game to build and whatnot. So they just updated that. Uh, it's and good, that's, and that's a free update there. That. Another quick story, Diablo 4 campaign can be skipped on characters, on new characters, if you've beaten it once, which is, I think, is a huge, like, quality of life type of thing, right? Like, if there's five characters, six characters, eight characters, ten characters, you only have to play the story once. And that, to me, is a huge, huge thing that they've added to uh, Diablo 4. Sure. But don't forget, we've done the math, you have to, you're going to have to... If you play the game legit, yeah. forty-one characters. But at least you don't have to play the campaign forty-one times. That's correct. Yeah. Uh, another quick story: New World and Lost Ark players are not happy because Amazon's closing the the uh, the forums uh, in favor of Discord. Now, I 
how many people like Discord in chat, right? I and how many people like going to like the, the actual forums uh, to to like chat with people and, and and stuff. I I like Discord because it's like instant. You can mesh. Uh, I never use forums, but to me, Discord is like like the best. Right. It's so it's so easy to do stuff in Discord and it is like a form site. They could be more organized, I think, but they're they're getting pushback. Right. A lot of people, they say they're going to close it down on, on May 1st, uh, but they're keeping it up for some time. So if people want to, like, take screenshots or whatever of the other form posts or whatever or not. But they also said they're going to move it over to to Discord as well as a backlog of the stuff. Uh, I don't know about you, Sarge. I know you don't really use Discord a lot, but. Do you use forums? Do you go to forums and like? I mean, I like used Reddit? to go through the. I used to go through forums probably about like five or six years ago. I used to read through a lot of forums and stuff to to see what was going on. I don't. I don't have a lot of time to do that stuff now. I, I I think that, I think that the the ease of use of Discord I think is quicker. Like if you pop on Discord and just kind of pop around like top three things you see like a bunch of stuff right away so i could see why they would side with that because usually the forums is and it, to be perfectly honest the way that the, the kids would talk about it is like a dinosaur now like old style forums is like no one wants to go looking through that shit anymore like the the posts and the sub posts and like all that nonsense they would rather just be someplace where there's a conversation going on right now somebody send you a bunch of stuff and then that that the thing just ends and we go on to the next one it seems a little bit more convenient hmm. Uh, Crispy Bacon says, how searchable is Discord compared to online forums? It's really searchable. Like, I could go back and find things that we did, like, five, six years ago. Pretty simple. Like, if you know who did the post, Crispy, like, you could just put at, you know, 30 and still gaming. And then if I talked, let's say, about Call of Duty, you would type in Call of Duty, and then it would bring up every post that I've ever written about Call of Duty. Like, it's it's pretty good. <clears throat> All right. Next quick story. Microsoft Quarter three, 2023 earnings are out and Xbox hardware revenue down 30%, uh, gaming revenue down 4%, Xbox content plus service up 3%, and Windows OEM revenue down 28%, and the devices are down 30%. So, I don't know what you think, Sarge, but obviously... Xbox is dying! Yeah, it's over. They're never going to make it again. This is year over year, right? So... We were just coming out of a pandemic where everyone was stuck in their house and people were buying consoles and video games and services and all this stuff. And now they're not right because not every year is someone buying a device. Not every year is someone buying this stuff. But they're but if you notice, the services are up three percent. Right. That's the only thing that's up. Everything is down. Thirty percent revenue down. Gaming revenue down four percent. The the revenue down for OEM is twenty eight percent. and The devices are down thirty percent. But the services are up three percent. Right. That's just data for you guys out there. Not really much to it. Um, Microsoft quarter three, also Windows devices and Xbox uh, down again. PC market is still struggling after the pandemic boom, but Microsoft cloud earnings make up for its PC and Xbox revenue woes. Um, let me see here. It says uh, the software maker. The software maker made $52.9 billion in revenue and net income of $18.3 billion during quarter three revenue is up 7% and the net income is increased by 9%. While Windows Xbox device revenue have also been hit hard this quarter, Microsoft's cloud office and server business have made up for the weakness elsewhere. Microsoft had a tough quarter for Windows devices. Revenue last quarter was quarter three isn't much different. 
Uh, it says the PC market had a particularly bad quarter, with both IDC uh, reporting the shipments of PCs and laptops were down around 30% year over year. And the PC market woes have also hit Microsoft device revenue, also including uh, the HoloLens for PC accessories instead of the Surface revenue. Device revenue has dropped about 30% of quarter three as well. Um, it says Microsoft uh, sold fewer than Xbox uh, sold fewer Xbox Series S's and X's over the holiday quarter than they did the higher prices in the same period of 2022. No crap. Uh, it also looks like they continued the most recent quarter. Microsoft blames most of the Xbox hardware revenue decline on the increased console supply during the same quarter last year. So it looks like the uh, the company is still struggling with hardware supplies and purpose uh, software demand. So there you go. And uh, obviously, PlayStation was out of stock for the longest time when Xbox had their consoles, and now PlayStation's in, and they're selling like hotcakes, Sarge. They're they are selling four to one ratio uh, over over uh, the rest of the consoles out there. So they're they're yeah they're they're booming uh, over there. Yeah, but you have to you have to remember when you when they look at stat and data like this is first of all, the suits always compare to the last year. It doesn't matter if there was an apocalypse, right? Everyone's dead. Like you, they don't care. It's always based on the year prior. So you, when you're in a pandemic, the whole consumer mindset is completely different than it was during a normal year. Right. And so when they when they do these kind of number things to to, I don't know. They it it just comes across as as more negative than it actually is. Like your your sales weren't down that much. It's because you had a bunch of people not doing anything for two years, and so they had money to blow on nothing. You know, and you can't you can't weigh that kind of stuff out on your normal marketing conditions. That's all. I, I half the time I look at these numbers, I don't even pay attention. Anything less than ten percent is normal to me. Like I don't care. But. The 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 part that was interesting there was the fact that services are going up and the regular hardware stuff's going down, which is leaning towards, you know what? That's just how it is. Right. Well, here real quick, um, because uh, the question was asked, Tiny Toot says, "Does Microsoft even care about selling consoles?" Well, if they sell the Xbox Series X, which is five hundred dollars, right? That's five hundred dollars. In the month of Game Pass, where they make $250 million a month for doing nothing, okay, they would have to sell 500,000 units of Xbox Series Xs to make that amount of money in that time frame, right? So in one month, they would have to sell 500,000 units of Xbox Series Xs just to make the exact same amount of money they're already making by doing nothing. If it, anything anything for Microsoft is good. You got a PC, you got an S, you got an X, they don't care. As long as right. you've got something phone, that you can get Game Pass on. Cloud. Yeah, all they care about yeah yeah playstation's outselling four to one and i think it's three to one for the uh or three to two uh or i'm sorry four to two like 50 percent more than these the switches uh last month let me see if i could find that that um where is that art where is that i had i had something that said yeah okay so here's here's the sales numbers. PlayStation Five. This is monthly hardware of March of 2023. PlayStation in in just America had 748,000 units. Switch had 363 units. Xbox had 340 units. Now that's not the four to one ratio. Combined total, okay. Combined total for the worldwide. If you add up the PlayStation and you add up the Switch and you add up the Xbox, they're they're literally outselling them four to one, right? Four to one. So that's impressive. You know, and it, and it yeah. is and it is what it is. Uh, one of the other stories I want to talk about, and then we'll jump into the big story of, of Microsoft, is that 
Magic the Gathering is a card game, Sarge, you know this, and um, Wizards of the Coast is the makers of this said game, and they sent Pinkerton agents to this YouTuber's house. Now, this is not a made-up story of Pinkertons. This is actually an agency called the Pinkertons, which is based off the old Pinkertons, which was a the government, basically, that used to send agents, federal agents, to your house, and they were called the Pinkerton agents. Okay, so March of the Machine... The aftermath isn't due out in stores until May, right? I think it was like May 10th or 12th it was supposed to come out. All right, so Magic the Gathering cards turned up on YouTube's last week's publisher, Wizards of the Coast, sent private investigators from Pinkerton to retrieve them and results confronting reportedly frightened a woman to tears as a result in confiscating nearly two dozen boxes of cards by private investigators. Now, Wizards confirms the incident of poly, uh, a polygon. Meanwhile, the presenter denies anything illegal occurred. At some point on April 20th, YouTube channel Old School MTG published a video showing that opened of a box of collector booster packs from March of the Machines, the aftermath. Just one of 22 boxes is said where the purchase from an, uh, an acquaintance. Little has he revealed about the set so far, which is not expected to be arrived in stores until May 12th. As a result, the video was quickly downloaded and used as fuel for reaction videos all over the Internet. Later, on April 22nd, Old School MTG published another video explaining what had happened. Okay, Now, he says, I got up uh, after my recording of some videos, the presenter said in the video, right after I got done with the video, a dog started barking and because someone was knocking on my door and I come out and my wife's answering the door to Pinkerton agents. The name, the name Pinkerton is, sounds because it's American readers for modern-day Pinkertons described from the original Pinkerton Detective Agency, which was founded in Chicago, Illinois, more than 170 years ago. Now, the company has played a role in major historical events, but the Wizards confirmed that Polygon Pinkertons were involved in the incident, and the presenter at Old School MTG described agents as a big heavy hitter guys who frightened his wife, and the Pinkertons arrived to contact information for someone at Wizards of the Coast, and after speaking with them, the presenter said that they made a decision to pull their original video down. He was very apologetic about making uh, my, his, my wife cry, but the first thing in the morning, by sending the heavy-duty lawmen some collecting stuff and then talking about stolen products and jail time uh, to, to him. And obviously, he didn't, he didn't steal anything, right? So they, they, they don't believe he stole anything, or he doesn't believe he stole anything, which he didn't. Uh, he goes, I don't know why they believe anybody really stole anything. All I did was an incident where he went to a store, bought these from the actual, you know, and then he brought them home. But because he made a video and he posted it online, he basically outed himself, and they, they were seeing this, so they sent Pinkerton agents. Now, obviously... They have to, I think, reprimand the actual store, right? Because if Wizards of the Coast sends out a box of items, maybe they send it out two weeks, because it happens all the time, right? They'll send out information or products two, three weeks in advance, so they make sure that everyone has it on time for the date when it, when it comes out, and then they launch it on the day, and then they release it. Well, the store released this pack, and, he, and this guy, all he did as a customer was buy it. Now, if he knew that he wasn't supposed to have the cards because he knew they weren't supposed to be out yet, but they were out because the guy was selling it, then I can see a little bit, not that he stole it in any way, shape, or form, but he knew he was doing something wrong because he has a YouTube channel. He was trying to get the jump on something. You know what I'm saying? He was trying to get, because it's all about the clicks. It's all about the get it out first and get all the stuff. So he is a little guilty in that, in that aspect. But as far as stealing something, he's, in my opinion, innocent. It would be on the on the, on the the actual store, right? So... The Pickerton agents probably knew that the store, it went out to that store, or they looked up his, they called Google up and said, hey, we need to know this guy's information, because they showed up to his house to confiscate these boxes. What do you make of this, Sarge? 
I got a lot to say about this one. First of all, is it is it in the states or is it in Europe somewhere? Uh, I believe it's it in, in the states. states. I believe it's in the states. Okay, well, I don't if think it says in, it. But... If it's in the states, in the there's states. A, a lot of stuff that's sketchy here. Like you just can't be broken into someone's house and reclaim stuff because you need a warrant. You would need a warrant for that kind of thing. You would have to have the police come there just because two guys in suits come. But these guys are enforcers. That's what they sound like. They right, sound well, like they're enforcers. They got, yeah. they got the information out of the store guy and find out. How, how do they even know where this guy lived? Well, that's what I'm saying. They had to make a call to Google or YouTube because he posted a video. And they said this guy has got illegal products that he's not supposed to have. Or he they knew where he bought it from or, or something. And they went to the store and he got his credit card information and get where he lives because they had they have to do something. They're investigators. Yeah, I get it, but you still don't get to come over the house. You need a you need a warrant. Oh, I get that. So it's like, what do you do in the it's moment? Uh, well, in in the moment, you so this it's it's old school. I understand it's Pinkertons, and if they're if they were enforcer type guys, I could see why the wife was crying. I could see why she let her in. You know, I, mean, I could see why that stuff would happen, but that's still not legal. It's still not legal for two muscle guys to come into your house. To reclaim something that you bought legit to claim that you know what I'm saying? Like this, that's not how the country works. Well, stuff like this, things like this should make you scratch your head a little bit and ask some questions because it's not, it's not, it's not legal. Out, I, I'm not, I'm not, I'm <laughs> not even not. gonna say it. I'm not even gonna say it. Well, it, it, it is a little sus because obviously maybe the wife was like, yeah, come on in. And then they all of a sudden they started by, you know, you know, intimidating her. But if maybe they said they were agents of the FBI or the thing, and they said that her husband did something, you know what I mean? Like, who knows? Obviously, I think this guy has a lawsuit on his hands, 100%, right? At least, at least Wizards of the Coast could have been like, hey, look, we know you didn't do this on purpose maliciously. The store gave you this stuff. Sorry for the inconvenience. We would like to have the cards back. We'll compensate you for your money back, and we'll give you some bonus stuff or whatever. But to just come in intimidate you and then confiscate your stuff. This is a lawsuit waiting to happen right now. Uh, and the, and, the, and the, the scary part is, is he's not gonna be able to sue anybody. Right. Because he's not gonna be able to sue anybody. Who is he? Who, who these guys are like men in black, right? They just come to your I house and they do the stuff and they, and they go away. Right. Pay him in cards, right? Just pay him in something, give him compensate him or whatever. Okay. You took a video down. So he's not making any money off of that. You took the cards away. Maybe, maybe you gave him his money back for for value. I have no idea. This is just sketchy as shit, right? This is almost like the same thing that happened with Take Two sent the Pickerton agents to the guy's house when he was making the the videos for Borderlands. Remember, it's almost the exact same thing. They yep. they 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 literally enforced him, and the dude doesn't even have a channel anymore. Like he's he's done. He got intimidated to the point of I'm done. I don't want to do this anymore. Yeah, right? yeah. So I don't know. See, see, intimidation in the in the right sense can do wonders. It's a wonder why don't why don't we use it in the right circumstances? Right. All right. Uh, scary I wanna, though. It's I wanna, scary. I want to go to this uh, this Microsoft because uh, we we have about twenty minutes left before we get to questions, and I'm gonna I'm gonna put questions up in a second, guys. Uh, once we're done. So CMA did a block on Microsoft's acquisition of Activision Blizzard, or I should say a speed bump, right? A lot of people are jumping to it where, look, I'm going to I'm gonna tell you right off the bat, I'm not a lawyer. I don't pretend to know what's happening because I, I don't, I, I read between the lines. I see what's happening and I, I just read everything that's in front of me and make my own kind of uh, 
notions here, okay, by other people that are much more relevant in the industry and their and their analysts and, and, and whatnot, okay? But the CMA, what's happening right now is the CMA blocked Microsoft, and what's happening now is I'm not talking about fanboys in any way, shape, or form. I'm just talking about the actual companies here, right? I don't care what anybody else thinks about this. Just talk about the companies here, right? So the CMA, this entire time, was... Sony was coming out and saying it's about Call of Duty, 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 right? And Microsoft's like, we're not taking Call of Duty away. We're not taking Call of Duty away. We're making all these deals. Here's Call of Duty. You can have Call of Duty, Call of Duty, Call of Duty, right? For months. Seven, eight, nine months. Just all about Call of Duty, okay? Last month in March, the CMA brought up cloud gaming, but Microsoft never really said anything about the cloud gaming. So... The stipulation that they got them on is that they're worried about the cloud gaming and sti- and and you know not letting the industry grow enough because right now they are sixty to seventy percent of the cloud gaming market. Right, there's no one even close to them. Amazon, uh, Amazon, and I forget the other company are like five percent. Google, Google, and Amazon are like five percent. Then you have uh, uh, Nvidia is like a twenty percent, and Sony's at like the same type of like twenty percent or whatever it is. Right. So Microsoft's got leaps and bounds ahead of everybody in the industry. And this whole time, the CMA has never really said anything about the, the live service, the, the, cloud, the cloud gaming. They've talked about the, you're taking this away. So what they came out and said was, we're afraid that you're going to take the cloud gaming, get the Activision, you're going to put this on Game Pass, you're going to raise the price of Game Pass, and it's going to be uncompetitive because you're going to have so much stuff on Game Pass that no other company that tries to get into this business is going to have a chance to get in the market, right? So that's basically how they 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 sold it to him and said. So the president comes out and he says, uh, "We remain fully co- uh, committed, and the acquisition will be appealed. And the CMA's decision rejects pragmatic path of addressing competition concerns and discourages the technology innovation and the investment of the United Kingdom. And we have already signed contracts to make Activision Blizzard popular games available on 150 million more devices, which is booster, which is boost. Uh, I think it's called boosters, which is the other uh, cloud gaming service." type of thing, and remain committed to reinforcing these agreements through regulatory remedies, and we're especially disappointed that after lengthy deliberation, a decision appears to reflect the flaw of understanding the market and the way the relevant cloud technology actually works, right? So even even Sony's using the cloud gaming of Microsoft because of Azura, right? Like, everyone's using Microsoft's Azura. This is why they're 60-70% of the, of the market. Okay, so that's where we stand right now, right? And then Kodak comes out of nowhere, and makes this claim. Okay, now this is rumor. Okay, but Microsoft was trying to get in contact with the CMA for two weeks, and they weren't returning their calls. They kind of went dark on them. Okay, so this is this is from Post Up uh, SOG. I don't know if he's credible or not. This is just what I saw, and then I saw a, an article, and this is how the internet works, right? Someone said something, then someone writes an article off of that thing, and so on and so forth. But I'm going to read it anyway. Okay, take it what you want. Take it with a grain of salt. But according to Bobby Kodak, the head of the CMA, uh, Lena Khan, had a meeting a week and a half ago in Washington, D.C. Okay, Does this align with the two-week period that Brad Smith said that the agency went dark on them where they couldn't contact them? They don't know. That's question mark. Okay, Kodak then says, well, I was surprised to learn that Lena, uh, Lena Khan and the head of the CMA had a meeting a week and a half ago in Washington. You know... Legally, you're not supposed to be discussing active litigation. Now, he says, I don't know if they did, but, you know, 
I think this is what you're seeing now is that the CMA is being used as a tool by the FTC to able to create this kind of outcome. And this isn't the way that they're supposed to be operating, right? So he's making some big claims here that there's collusion going on between the CMA and the FTC. Now, if this is true or not, this is a big deal because before, like I said, the CMA wasn't bringing up anything about the cloud gaming. They were talking about console and, and all that stuff, and that's what they were, they were doing. But now they came out with the cloud gaming. So is this, is this something that could, could happen? Now, off of that, Boost uh, Gaming, the people that, that they signed a 10-year deal with, they said they're okay with the cloud gaming. Now, they're in the market of cloud gaming, and they're okay with Microsoft with this deal because they also made a 10-year deal with them. And then after that, Ukraine came out and said, also on April 26, uh, the anti-monopoly body of the Great Britain made a decision to prohibit this, this concentration uh, because of its opinion and merged could lead significant decrease in competition in the market and cloud gaming service in the country. Participants announced that their intention to file an appeal against the decision of Britain's competition authority. Note that Microsoft Corporation and Activision Blizzard do not care out uh, economy activists in the field of cloud gaming service in Ukraine. Therefore, the concerns expressed by the EC and the reasons that prohibit the concentration of the Great Britain are not relevant for assessing the impact on the dynamic competition in Ukraine, taking into account above-mentioned factors. So Ukraine's okay. They're like, we're okay if they take this deal. We're okay if Activision gets bought. So I wonder if other company, other regions are going to start coming out and saying, we're okay, we're okay with this, we're okay with that. We're the CMA. Now, Michael Packner, Sarge, I know I'm, telling, I'm, I'm giving you a lot of information here. Michael Packner... When I say that name, people in chat are going to be two things right now. They're going to be like, well, this guy's a fraud. He doesn't know what he's talking about. He's always wrong or he's wrong most of the time. And I just want to put it out there. I said this earlier. A baseball player is a Hall of Famer if they are one out of four. Okay. If they connect with the ball one time in a baseball game, they can become a Hall of Famer in their career. So not saying that he's got to get everything right. But what I'm saying is he makes some good points. And he says that this deal could still go through. He says that he thinks that it's going to go through, okay, he thinks it's going to go through on May 22nd for the, before the EU makes their decision. He says the CMA is going to come back out and say something because they want to seem like they're the heroes, political-wise, that they let this go through, okay, and that the EU is going to swing their vote, and the FTC, they're going to go to litigation and, and go to court, and they're going to get this, and it's going to go through. And if it doesn't go through... Pactor says that what they could do is basically make a separate entity, and we talked about this before, where they just make Game Pass different for the UK, where Activision Blizzard games, the deal will go through regardless. The CMA stopped the deal for them, so they won't get any kind of a Call of Duty or Diablo or Overwatch or anything on Game Pass. They'll have a separate entity, so they pay for Game Pass. It'll have less than everybody else in the world that, that, that says okay to this deal. So after all that, Sarge... What do you think is going to happen with Microsoft? Okay. Do you think this is going to go through in your opinion? I mean, I don't know if you particularly care or not. I don't care. If it, if it, if it doesn't go through, it doesn't change my day or game that I'm going to play. It's just they don't own those companies. Well, I have a, I have a financial interest in it because I am involved with some stocks. So first of all the court case is due out in august between the ftc and activision blizzard and microsoft so that that happens in august uh this is probably just another speed bump in the road to try to delay it or postpone the merger for like another year 
I, I it basically all all this all this does is stall. That's all this is doing, right? This deal is going to go through, right? And even if you think that the deal is horrible and you don't want Microsoft to have Activision Blizzard and everyone screams and rants and raves, I get it. If you think that it is a monopoly, which it is not, but if you believe that it is, if it came out later that it was a monopoly and we were wrong and all the people, we made mistakes and we have to, that's why we have antitrust laws on the books. Right, just like we broke up the phone companies, just like we broke up everything else. If it came to that and if something was happening, they could go back and use antitrust laws to break up the company if they needed to. This deal is going through. The fact that they're postponing another year doesn't mean it's not going to go through. It just means that somebody else has to pay more money for it to go through. Right. Well, right? Activision makes three billion at the end of July, I think, or August. It, or it, listen, it, it's completely fine. The I like the coincidences of the travel from England to America for the meetings. I like that. It's a good theory. Uh, and it, it I, 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 and the only reason why I do like it is for the fact that. Nobody complained about cloud gaming up until this point all of a sudden. Right. So they could have been arguing that point for since the beginning, but that wasn't their stance. Their stance was Call of Duty up and down and 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 how it's going to uh, ruin uh, gaming for consoles. Like I it's it's a very bizarre turn of events, but I believe that that's the safe play that even if Britain or I'm sorry, Great Britain turns down the ability for Microsoft to sell or use that product in their country. They would just go around it. They would find they would they would circumvent it by doing something else or giving them right. less of a product. Right. I don't see it. I don't. I don't see them not doing that. I mean, because other countries want it. I don't believe the whole. Ukraine okaying it. Ukraine's got enough problems right now. Someone anywhere in that country stating any kind of beneficial anything for us seems a little strange. Just yeah, the timing's just weird. By, yeah, the just timing. by you saying it, they got yeah. all enough. They got enough problems going on over there. I, I think the big thing would be when uh, China, because China has like seven hundred and seventy-four million gamers, right? Great Britain has thirty. <laughs> yeah, but but if if does China feel the same way as Great Britain? Does well, China well, feel well, like that's what I'm saying? We don't know yet. We don't know yet. Well. If if China feels the same way Great Britain does, and I see that, well, that's, know, that's a huge chunk. Microsoft would have a problem, have well, a serious problem to contend with. But well, if it's England screaming like a little kid about all of a sudden cloud gaming when it was never brought up in the last nine months, it seems a little sketch. That's well, all. Well, you got to remember, Microsoft's in this for the mobile gaming. They're not in it for the Call of Duty and and, and the stuff, right? This is just extra um, stuff on top of the the mobile gaming. I know, man. I'm just I'm listen. This deal, this deal was this deal was cut and dry eighteen months ago, but PlayStation was worried about the implications of them losing market share because they were going to be out muscled. Correct in a market not, that they're not in not, yet. Not, right, not, right in a market that they're not in yet. Correct. Well, they're in, but there's more right. chunk. Because so, right now the in, it's it's reversed in console. They're they're the leaders of the market, right? That's correct. So that's correct. PlayStation is soundly destroying Xbox as far as gaming goes. Absolutely. Yeah, right. Here on the the stats I hear it says console operating system market share worldwide as of March of 2023. PlayStation's 85.07 percent. Xbox is 14.85 percent, and Nintendo is 0.08 percent. It's it's an issue. I, it's just it, this is this is basically another stall tactic. Here's what's going to happen: we'll see, we'll see if the if if the CMA Britain uh, litigation sticks, 
after the court case in August. If the court case in August goes into uh, Microsoft's favor, then they will definitely circumvent the CMA by using a different w different right. uh, mechanism. Right. Just cut them out for a bit and yeah. until that yeah. until that settles or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Well, but the, the the court case I think is due August is when the court case comes right, out. Right, for the FTC. Yeah. Yep. And then the the appeal could take anywhere between 3 3 months to to 3 years basically <laughs> for the <laughs> for the appeal. So and that's what they'll do. If it takes that long and everything else is A-OK, -okay, they'll just make the entity for the, other, for the other company to be like, OK, you sit on that, work out with the CMA, and uh, we'll move on with the Rives and move on with the next, the next project. So the last thing I, I want to bring up is uh, Phil Spencer. Um, where is that? This is the last story implemented. Uh, Microsoft Gaming leads Phil Spencer comments on the future of Xbox should Activision deal fail. Uh, he says, Microsoft is trying to buy Activision Call of Duty Candy Crush Worldwide, $69 billion. Let me go back down to here. Usually it's a third paragraph down. Bloomberg source claims that Spencer called in all hands meeting today, describing the president Brad Smith was working on a response to regulating ruling into early hours of the night, noting that other executive leaders like CFO Amy Hood are also working on getting the deal closed. Spencer reportedly said that while Activision accelerates the Xbox vision, it's uh, it isn't the entire Xbox vision. Spencer reportedly emphasizes that Xbox strategy will move ahead even if things don't go, uh, even if they things do go south with Activision acquisition. Microsoft reportedly declined to comment on the meeting. Uh, Microsoft seeks to grow Xbox Game Pass, the core platform, while also growing the monthly active users base by having popular products on every device. Now, fewer publishers and Earth boost figures of Activision does, although in recent earnings call, Activision noted that monthly active users had dipped below 100 million. So, again, Everyone thinks, and it, we don't know. We're armchair people looking in from the from the window, looking. At, you know, I, I'm not a, I'm not the head of a of a company to to comment on what they do, but I'm assuming it's like chess, right? They have Plan A, and then they have Plan B, and if Plan A fails, they go to Plan B, and Plan B, right? If Activision falls through, it's like, well, who's the next company we can buy that's not gonna that's not a big chunk of the of the industry, right? So. You got to remember, if this doesn't go through, they still have $69 billion they can spend on somebody else or multiple companies that they can they can do. So here's the last question I want to ask you, Sarge. PlayStation buys exclusives all the time. OK, and people love when Sony gets the exclusives of third party titles. And when they do it, what's good for the goose is not good for the gander. I want to make sure I don't have a side here. I'm just saying if Microsoft has $69 billion dollars. How much money can they throw at third-party games to be like you're only on Xbox? Well, once again, the the fact that PlayStation does do that will come out in the court case on August. All all the dirty laundry is going to come out. Like everything, everything that they they're fighting with each other about is going to come out in court. You're going to finally hear how much money PlayStation pays for exclusives, how much they do for Game Pass. You're going to hear... I'm actually kind of excited to hear the court court case because you'll finally get to hear the information that we've been listening to for years we don't really know. We're finally going to hear some dirt. Right. We're going to get to know what the hell's going on. Yeah, because I don't think... I don't... Again, obviously, they're buying a AAA studio with Activision and with God of War... Or not God of War, sorry. Call of Duty, uh, Overwatch, uh, World of Warcraft. But they could buy tons and tons of smaller studios that yeah, make these double a games that are perfect yeah. for game pass 
Yeah, but see, you're looking at it in the aspect of the, you thinking that gaming is the future of everything. The suits that are in charge of Microsoft have given Phil Spencer enough money and enough rope to hang himself with. Sure. They're, they're hoping that Phil knows what he's doing and that he is going to turn the investments that they have made over the last 10 years into a windfall in the gaming world. That How much money he's going to encapsulate in the next 10 years. PlayStation is not playing that game, right? If if the deal were to fall through and gaming doesn't go well for Xbox and this list of things that we've been talking about, the cloud gaming transfer data thing and the AI, if all that stuff doesn't pan out, right, then Xbox might just walk away from gaming because it's too much of a loss. You understand that's an option, right? Sure. Like you're, you're saying that they have all this money and they'll just buy their way out of the problem. But the issue is, is that gaming is not just a segment of the economy. Gaming is an art form run by a certain demographic of people that have to uh, that have to kind of join forces with the suits that they don't like in order to get their art done. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, like a proper gaming company would just make games enough to where they can make the next best game and hopefully one of the games is a hit and then they can do their own thing without them. Right. But because there's a symbiotic relationship between publishers and developers, and this is a war, by the way, I said it last week, it's a war of art. Okay. Until that gets resolved, right? This is what we're doing, right? It's a business. And it, the, the, the more it leans towards a business, the less quality games we're going to get because it's all about the dollar, not about the actual art of what they're doing anymore. Correct. And I, I just feel, though, that. Phil Spencer, I mean, he's in the position he is because he's a smart guy, okay? It, regardless if you think... Jim Ryan's also a smart guy, hence why he's in the position he's in, right? People, you know, gave him crap for what he's doing, but look, he he's successful at what he did to to block the merger, right? He did what he, he was set out to do, and Phil Spencer's trying to do what he's supposed to do, and this is, this is the way business works, right? So I, I just think that, sure, could they take the $60 billion and invest it into the companies they can, they could, but is that going to make a better product or is that going to make too much of a product where it's over budget to put on Game Pass? They're trying to hit this like mediocre number where these games need to be good, but they don't need to be great. Do you, do you know what I'm saying? They just need to yeah, be consistently no, of bringing stuff out every single month or five games a year or whatever. Yeah, but no company has gotten worse by reinvesting in their company. Sure. Okay, that... that... <laughs> If you were to stop spending money on stupid shit as having to buy your way out of this hole that you're in, and you would actually invest that money back into your company and keep steady employees, vetted employees, and build teams of guys who enjoy working together and build a solid structure of studios that know what they're doing and whatever art that they want to make in the genre that they're good at, you would get good quality products over the years. But they want the quick money. They want the loot box money. Right. They want the service games as live service money. They want that money ASAP because they have quarterlies to have to, to own up to. But that's not how gaming is. You can't, because you put 300 people in a room together, doesn't mean you're going to get a, 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 a $3 billion IP. It's not how it works. Right. So every time they come out with a new another phrase about how uh, we didn't hit our numbers, we didn't hit our numbers. Well, you don't even know what the number was going to be. What What are you right. basing that off of? Like, 
we're coming out with a superhero game. Oh, so superhero games do well, right? right. And so we're going to base it off the superhero games that came out beforehand. That's the number we're going to guess. And if we don't hit that number, then the game's a failure. Right. Like, exactly. that's not how gaming works. Right, right. Right? These guys spend hours staring at a screen, trying to transpose thought and ideas into digital pictures and get it to work properly so a group of people can give them money in order for them to survive, right? right? And the suit wants, you're making t-shirts, I want 40 million t-shirts <laughs> right. and hats to match. Like that's not, it's two different things happening here, right? right? One is art and one is a product, okay? It's not the same, right? I, I, and if, it's not the same. I think this is why they, they they're buying as many studios as possible because it takes yeah. so it takes so long to make a game that if they have forty eight studios, I said this a couple of weeks ago. If they have forty eight studios and it takes four years to make a game, well, by the time Company One makes the game, well, they've already been working on it for four years, and then they come out on January, and then February the second company comes out in th third, and by the time they all come out, forty eight studios all have their games. Studio Number One goes back four years later and drops the next game. I caught Duplass's last little thing. Buy Cuphead. I, that, that's a perfect example. Okay, two guys and a team of people. Correct. Made Cuphead. The guy did a. I think it was a double mortgage or triple mortgage. Yeah, it was a, I think it was on, a double mortgage. Double mortgage. A double mortgage on his house. Okay, because he believed in his product and his idea that badly. Okay, he put his entire life on the line right. for a game. Right. Do you think you would do that for a t-shirt or you think you would do that for like, no, no, you would do it because of something you believe in the art that you created and the man gambled and won. Okay. I'm sure his wife hated him. I'm not sure if he's still married. Right. But he did what he set out to do. Right. Yeah. And he got a sequel out of it. Right. That's gaming. That's gaming. Not the, well, it's Wednesday. Where's my 7 million? Yeah, like like that's that's not what this is, guys. That's not what this is supposed to be. Dupla says, you know, buy buy the company that did Tunic, right? Like Tunic, you buy the company that the guys that the small independent it's developers. And you got to remember, all these big companies were independent companies in the beginning, and now they're conglomerate. They companies. all started like this. Right, they all started off. They all gambled. Passion every good studio, every good studio that you guys know that you grew up with, right? Go back to their original games. See what they did to get there. It was all a gamble. All of it. Didn't, nobody didn't, was nobody was contract signed. It we're gonna do a triple A title. That's not how this works. Didn't Activision make Pitfall? Do you know how many shitty? Listen, I know. Did they make I, Pitfall? I, I go, I'm not going off on a tangent. It's past the clock now. Anyway, all I'm gonna say is this: Do you know how many shitty games I have played in order to get to a Halo? Or how many shitty games I've played up until to get a Spider-Man or God of War? How many shitty games there actually are? There's a whole lot of shitty games, guys. I'm not sure if you're aware of this. But for some strange reason, even though you're releasing shitty games, the studios manage somehow to survive, break down, reform, learn, and attach themselves to somebody else to make the next product. That's what's been going on for the last 30 years. Right. All right, let's go to the questions. Okay, we have a Q&A. We do these questions. Uh, if you guys submitted a question, make sure it's a question. Uh, if, if it's a stupid question, I, I, won't, I won't read it uh, or, or, or whatnot. Sometimes I do. But uh, if you'd like to ask us a question on any topic that came in or just ask us a question about something, uh, you can submit it with the blue bar up above that says Q&A. If you have a question, please submit 
here. First question is from Travis. He says, uh, 30, do you think Armor Core 6, which we didn't have time to watch, guys. Uh, you can go watch that that trailer. It's up on YouTube. Uh, so let me answer this question. Can you just play it in the background while we're doing questions? Um, yeah, I could do that. I could do that. Because I, I want to see it. I like mech stuff. Let me... Let me uh... I like I like mech stuff. Yeah, I could do that. No, no, no sound because they have music playing and stuff. I just that's that's fun. Yeah. So that that oh, sure. Hold on, I can't I can't see the questions now. <laughs> I can't I can't see the questions. Hold on a second, because the uh, the questions are on the page. I gotta I gotta I gotta pop it out. Hold on one second. All right. Okay. Are we good? We're not good. We're good now. Okay, there you guys go. All right, so question one. Do you think Armor Core 6 could be what the game's last part of FromSoft's missing uh, audience? Like, could it be FromSoft a dipping into uh, dipping uh, too many piles uh, and not a big enough, uh, big of a deal? What do you, what do you mean by that, uh, you're you're saying like fantasy, um, like you said in Discord earlier, like a, a fantasy genre, a, a, a space, a sci-fi genre type of thing. Is that what you're asking? I just wanted to know if, if you if you can elaborate on that. It, it looks looks interesting. Question is: Is it first person mech or third? No, person I think it's third mech. person. I think it's third person. While you, while you answer that in chat, I'm I'm gonna uh, exactly like this is are, are they doing what they can a thing, um yeah I think I think well I think as a developer and again this is just my opinion on it I think when they're stuck doing like that fantasy base for a while they kind of want to get out of that and kind of do something different and I think this is this is that right this is like a like it would be like a passion project or something different to stop doing the same type of like bloodborne type of stuff right so perhaps right so. They're like, yeah, we've done so many fantasy games. Let's do, let's do a little bit of sci-fi type of stuff, right? I, I think that's a thing. What do you think, Sarge? It, it, it depends. It does. It does depend. I, I see what he's getting at. Like, I'm like what I'm looking at here, right? I'm used to like armored stuff being like, like heavy, like you get weight to it, and they, they seem like really agile, right? It depends on how they go about the product, right? I mean, it's like Bethesda, right? They've been doing fantasy for so long. Now they're doing sci-fi. Now they're, they're well, doing Starfield. Well, well, think about the guys. Like, well, use Destiny as the example, right? If you're a person that's been working on Destiny since Destiny started, don't you think right now that you're just tired of Destiny? Right. You don't want to see like, another sci-fi thing in the world. So maybe the next Bungie game is some sort of fantasy-based game. Well, that's what I mean. Like you, you're. You, I understand it's your job, and you, you're you're getting paid to do it. But after a while, if you if you have the option and not wanting to do it. Like it's time to do something else. I think it's time to move on. Like you, you make yourself crazy, right? A lot of these mech designs look good. Yeah, I think this is a. When I saw this, I was like, oh, Sergeant, like this. All right, next question. Quintar says, uh, "ABK still going through civil lawsuits for ex employees for drama. What happened? I'm not too sure, Quintar. As far as uh, I, I know, they're being sued for like forty, forty four million dollars, something like that. I didn't look too far into it, so I can't really answer that question. Do you know anything about that, Sarge? Is that the last part again? Do you know about the civil lawsuit for the ex-employees, uh, all the drama um, that happened? Of Destiny? Uh, no, of Activision Blizzard. 
The last thing I heard was like it's like six months ago. Is that still going on? I, I don't know. I, I haven't I haven't done my research on it, so I can't. Yeah, answer. six months ago I heard something. There's something going on. I know for that. I don't know if it's still going on. Well, there's a lawsuit. I think we have we have something in, in one of the news stories about it, but I didn't I didn't read too much into it. That's why I didn't bring it up on the show. Uh, next question. Travis says, "30. If you have an art form, uh, if it's an art form, as Sarge is saying, will not." Uh, put these people out of job as well. I mean, won't it replace the suits eventually? Uh, no, the suits are always if if there's always a business person running. There's the there's the artist, and then there's the business class, right? So let's take sports for example, right? There's the people that play the sport, and there's the people that pay the checks to the people that play the sport. The suits want to fill the seats. They don't care how you do it. They don't care that you can't shoot 60 points a game, but they want you to shoot 60 points a game. And if you can't shoot 60 points a game, they'll get rid of you and get someone that can shoot 60 points a game because they need somebody to put asses in seats, right? So if the devs are the players and the people that are the suits don't really know anything about gaming, they just know about money, they don't care. They just want you to make a game to get people to sit in the fucking seats so they can make money. The, the the movie the movie analogy works out better, right? Like you, the guy who's the writer, the screenwriter, he's got the script, right? And then you have the producer, and so like the producer reads through the script, he likes the script, but all of a sudden on, on day ten he goes, "Hey, you know what'd be great if we did this?" Yes, yeah, and that's every, actually and, a and really somebody, good example. That's and, a really good somebody example. Else, and somebody else would say, "Hey, well, why don't we do this?" How about if we did this? Wouldn't I think people would like it if we did this? Yeah. Oh, by the way, my kid's an actor. You think you could put him in the? Yes. You think you put him in the movie as the that's, waiter? That's exactly oh, right. The guys who give you the money, all of a sudden, you they think that you owe them. Like that's the whole game, right? A publisher, you ask the publisher for money to do the art, and then while you're doing the art, the publisher goes. Well, we've been doing our own research, and it shows that if you make the ki- the main character a female, sales will go up by fifteen percent. Right. So, can you make her a woman? Like, that's not what's in the script. That's not what we decided that we uh, we'll put this dude. That's what we got. The guy we the voiceovers. We got the guy already. Like, oh, you know, but yeah. we really would like it if you made it a female. Like, that's the kind of shit that goes on twenty four seven all the time. Right. And something right. that that took that's thirty seconds to say. Publisher. Yeah. And something that took them 30 seconds to say takes four four months to fix. Right, right. All right. Yeah. Next question. Kujo says, what are the odds that Microsoft decides to just pull their gaming division out of the UK based off of the public statements? They could. I mean, again, here, Kujo. They could. The, the, the gamers in, U, in the UK, which is four, four regions, right? It's like Scotland, Wales, Ireland, and the UK itself, right? There's 38 million gamers there. The United States is the United States is 209 million and China's 777 million and the, all the rest of the other countries are like 49 million, 50 million, Brazil's like 77 million. So and in the grand scheme, phones. in the grand scheme of things, okay, the UK is a, a pimple on their ass, right? They'll just be like they'll pop it and move on, okay? Yes. That's nothing to like to swap at be like 30 38 million 38 million people is not a big deal no it's a huge deal but in the grand scheme of things just like the analyst said they'll just make a separate entity hold off right and then they'll come around when the rest of the world is playing the stuff and making millions of dollars and billions of dollars in the industry and the uk is like well we could have been on on that but you can't because you said no right they'll they'll come in they'll they'll fall in line with everybody else because it's peer pressure type of stuff right that's the way i look at it 
Yeah, I don't, I don't see that. I don't see it not happening. What pulling out? You think they're gonna? You think they're gonna pull out or not? You don't think the even deal's even even if they did, they would just go around them. Listen, I think I think UK wants the tax revenue. I think countries want tax revenue from these games that they sell overseas, right? It's all revenue, right? And if, if the only thing that you have, if the only thing you're screaming about is you think cloud gaming is an issue, which you, which you said nothing about for nine months, I have questions. That's all. I have questions. Well, they did mention it back in March. There was an article I read that they it, was, that wasn't, it wasn't the hill they were going to die on. Now, all of a sudden, it's the hill they're going to die on. All right. The next question, uh, Krebsy. Uh, in the video attached, do you think that it sounds like Microsoft will pull out of the UK and minimize the cybersecurity? Uh, let's bring this up. Is this is this safe for me to play? Oh, this is this is the GMA's decision. But more than that, unfortunately, I think it's bad for Britain. The business community, the investment community, and the technology it, sector around the world have been following this case. And the strong message the CMA has sent is not just to surprise everyone who fully expected this acquisition to be approved, but to send a message that I think will discourage innovation and investment in the United Kingdom. And I think in that sense, the impact of this decision is far broader than on Microsoft or this acquisition alone. Microsoft has been in the United Kingdom for 40 years. And we play a vital role, not just supporting businesses and nonprofits, but even defending the nation from cybersecurity threats. But this decision, I have to say, is probably the darkest day in our four decades in Britain. It does more to shake our confidence in the future of the opportunity to grow a technology business in Britain than we've ever confronted before. So there, there's, there's a lot. There, we, we watched this earlier. I mean, basically, he does he does threaten to be like, look, we have cybersecurity with Britain. We've been in Britain for 40 years, and sure be interesting if you guys don't go through with this, we might not support your uh, cybersecurity and stuff. You know what I mean? So They won't even have to go that far. I know. They won't, they won't have to go that but far. But the that's, fact that... That, 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 that's considered extortion. No, you, you, well, you don't have to go that far. Well, the fact is that Microsoft is more than just a gaming company. They're on every single computer and server and everything else, right? You scratch my why, back, I scratch yours, and if you're not scratching my back, uh, oops, yeah. the plug came unplugged. Yeah, yeah, but that that's that's the that's the last thing that's probably going to happen. Trust me, they'll just go around them. They just go around them. Listen, do you, do you think that the, the all the gamers in UK are going to not want games? Like they're going to, you know what I mean? Like it just sounds it sounds dumb at this point. Like it, Microsoft happens to be the first one to the show. If it had been PlayStation, the same thing would be happening in the reverse. Somebody's always first to the show. Somebody's always got their eye on the ball and knows what the next thing's going to be, and they're pushing towards that goal because they want to be first to the show. So at this point, PlayStation's got to play catch-up or exist, exist at being the best that they can be, which they are, and they'll beat Xbox and they'll beat Nintendo and they can just fight it out and just make video consoles and make games and they run a good business, right? But the future of what gaming is going to be is going to be, I don't have anything in my house and I got a goggle thing on my head and I'm playing on the cloud. You know that's where it's going. It's right. not going to go backwards. We're not going to start plugging stuff in with cartridges again. Like, it's not going backwards, right? So once all that smoke clears and they realize that's where we're going, 
then enjoy all your antitrust laws and build new companies to fit the new economy. It happens every time, right? We make a car, we get rid of the we get rid of the the, the horse and buggy, right? This is what this is what we do, right, right? Right? You innovate and you move on to the next thing, right? Someone is first, right? Henry Ford first to the car, right? Now Microsoft's gonna be first to the cloud, right? What this is what's gonna be, right? Uh, two questions left. Uh, when you be uh, when will you be streaming Jedi Survivor? Uh, tomorrow. Uh, tomorrow evening around ten o'clock is when we start the uh, the first playthrough, and then all next week uh, until we uh, complete the game. Uh, and the last question, Travis says, Sarge, uh, what's your favorite mech series? Mine is Gundam uh, Macros. Uh, over the years, I liked I liked the last I liked the last Mech Warrior. I know it's not. I know it's not everyone's cup of tea, but I like. I like the last Black Warrior. I like the. I like the weightiness of it. The fact that the ship touches down, you're actually in the ship. The door opens up, and you you march your mech out, and you have four mechs, and like you could pick. You you build them, and just the weight behind it. Uh, it could be done a little bit better, but I think the mech the mech warrior series. I think I like the best. Uh, BattleTech was back in the day. I played BattleTech. Um, that was more story driven. Um, there was one other one. I think I think I did play the original, the first couple Armored Cores, if I'm not mistaken. And then there was another one. I can't remember the name oh. of it. Then it wasn't Gundam. It was something else. Yeah, I, I'd never. Mech Warrior. I like Mech Warrior. I I think he, I don't know if he's asking about game or if he's asking about like a series, like mini series, like Mech series. Uh, are you talking about animation or are you talking about the video game? I, I think he's asking about animation. I think. Well, if you if, if you're talking about animation, then I Gundam was my favorite. When I was growing up, I watched Gundam. I watched a lot of that kind of stuff. Yeah, I don't but have video a, game. I, I, video game, I like, I like Mech Warrior. I don't have a. I don't have an answer because I don't. I don't really watch a lot of. Uh, I had all stuff. the figurines. I bought when they were out in stores back in the early O's. I had all the figurines, all the Gundam stuff that came out, and I never opened them. And I, I, I waited just long enough to where the big thing happened, where everybody wanted them, and they had all those new animations come out, the new, the new movies come out, and I sold everything. Some crazy guy bought them all off me. Yeah, they, they they were cool figures too. They were adjustable. You could take out the weapons. Check it, like twenty six points of articulation. It was crazy. Oh, did I just? What just happened there? Why did Travis's Gundam units are the fastest as hell? Uh, who's running Skynet? And why are you shooting this? Okay, I don't know why your thing got um, on my screen. Your thing got deleted. I don't know why. Um. Yeah, that'll do it for the questions. I appreciate you guys uh, answer or putting submitting your questions at the end of the show. Uh, I appreciate you coming out and hanging out with us uh, on Generation X Gaming, the weekly podcast that goes over a few of the top stories in the past week, and we rant along the way. Episode 349 is in the can. We do appreciate you very much for joining us. Uh, the next time you'll see us is uh, next Thursday, 8 p.m. Eastern. Uh, you can also watch the past broadcast on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Anchor.fm. Uh, if you really like to see the video stuff, if you don't come to YouTube and you want to watch us on the go, you can go to Spotify. You can watch all the video formats there. If you'd like to help us out in any way, shape, or form, you can hit that like button. That's the easiest way to help us out. Uh, the second easiest way is hit that subscribe button if you're not subscribed already, if you're watching this after the fact. The other way, if you'd like to support or go above and beyond, is to become a member. As little as $5, uh, it just helps us out if you're entertained and you're you know you you pay for cable you pay for other things in life if you're entertained you don't have to pay we do this for free uh so if you're entertained and you want to go above and beyond you can help us out appreciate it very much thanks for watching and we'll see you guys on the next episode peace
Game on, guys. They're two brothers and gamers that have been playing games since the early 1980s. Combined, they have over 65 years' experience. Join them each week as they discuss and rant about gaming and entertainment news. This is Generation X Gaming.